Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Rungren Radio. That is Open My Eyes from the NAS. How about that? 1968. In case you missed it, 2006, that was on the New Cars album, It's Alive. Of course, Todd and gang played that, the New Cars, in 2006, 38 years later. And actually, 39 years later, because they played it last year as well. On the tour, one of the encore songs, great song, of course. Tonight's guest is from the NAS, Stuckey. Robert Stuckey, as you all know, hopefully. If you do not, you're going to learn a lot about Stuckey tonight because we're going to keep him on for a while. We're looking forward to that. Before we get into that, though, I do want to make a few announcements. Number one, the chat room is open, so if you like doing the chat during the show, it's there for you. Next week, I have moved the date. We're going to do a special edition album series. The first one, this is going to be on the album Runt. I will be doing that show. That is the uh, February the 6th on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It was Tuesday. I've moved it to Wednesday, so keep that in mind. It's going to be a really interesting, different concept for us. We're going to break that album down in detail. We're going to have interview clips from Hunt and Tony Sales and maybe some other folks. You don't want to miss it. We want you to call in, too, after the uh, initial part of the show. Call in tell us what you think about the album, the different songs, etc. It will be a good time. Don't miss it on the 6th of February. Something new for Rungren Radio, we busted out a few YouTube videos. If you haven't seen them, go to YouTube.com, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com, and search for Rungren Radio, and we have three up. We have the full pictures of merchandise that's on the tour with Todd right now, and an interview with Michelle Rungren talking about the merchandise, so that one's pretty fun, been popular. We have a clip from Adam Ellis, our interview last week, and we have clips from all four of the last members of Utopia, which, of course, are Todd Rugger and Chasm Sultan, Roger Powell, and Willie Wilcox, all of them. So it's fun. If you want to check those out, leave us a comment. If you want, rate us, all that good stuff. Todd is on tour, if you didn't know. Two more days left. Ferndale, Michigan on the 30th of this month, and then Chicago on the 31st at Park West again, and that's done. No more tour. There's rumors of spring. Michelle mentioned a lock for summer, so we shall see, and hopefully that will be when the new album is out, etc., and we can see some of the good old stuff and some of the new stuff from the Arena Rock album he is supposed to be doing, hopefully, after this tour. 
and that's a wrap on the announcements except for one more. MySpace.com backslash Rungar Radio. That's where you can find us if you want to add us as a friend if you're into MySpace. Stooky's on there as well. And Stooky, I'm not sure which one is yours. You got a NAS and then you got a NAS with Stooky. Uh, NAS featuring Stooky is uh, the MySpace page. That's the official one? Yeah, NAS featuring Stooky, yeah. All right, so do you know anything about the one that's just NAS? Um, I don't know. Someone put that up there. I think it says Stooky, really. I don't know if it says NAS. Or there could be one up there that says NAS, NAS. Mm-hmm. That's just a picture of the album um, from what I know. But the, the only one I know that says NAS is... But there are other guys that are using that word, and they're hip-hop guys, you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes right. they take one Z off. Oh, okay. Most of the times they take one Z off. The nays. Yeah. Like nays and X. All right. So the chat room's open. I got a text message in to start it, but it is open. So if you're having problems, send me another text, and I'll restart it or something. No, it looks like it's getting busy. Okay, we're good there. Chat room, if you want to check it out at rungradio.com. We always have a little fun with that. I try to keep up with it. I'll check in every now and then. can't promise you anything, of course, because we're having conversations here. <laughs> I don't want to get too right. distracted. But, Stinky, yeah. we're trying to find out what's going on with you nowadays. I know you've been doing a little touring, et cetera, some shows. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with you? Well, um, I guess I could start with uh, the, the next uh, show that's booked is um, at the Sellersville Theater in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. It's uh, February 21st, and uh, we're opening up for Corky Lang. Okay. Corky Lang, of course, is the uh, drummer from Mountain, and he has a band called Cork that he's, he tours when he's not with uh, Leslie. So, What is uh, Sellersville, New York, any big towns I might know of? Yeah, Mountain plays there. Um, no, like a city. Is it near a, a big city in Pennsylvania? Near Philadelphia. Okay, I was going to say, because I definitely want to talk to you about that, because it seems like, for whatever reason, that seems to be the hotbed for your type of music and you guys, you know, back in the day. I, I kind of want to find out a little bit about that. But tell me about this show. Now, you said we're playing. Who's we? Naz. Naz. Okay, so you're, Naz. are you calling it Naz with Stooky, or is it just called Naz? No, it's just Naz. Okay, so who all's in the group now? Uh, guitar player, his name is Otto, when we have uh, Larry on bass, Richie on keyboards, and uh, Ray on drums. So are you playing just NAS songs, cover songs, new stuff? What all you got? We're doing the hits. We're doing Open My Eyes, of course. We're doing uh, Hello, It's Me. And then we go into some of the albums. We're doing Magic Me, a lot of things from the first album, Wildwood Blues, uh, and then, uh, of course, we do it under the ice. I guess we do half our show of uh, some classic Naz, mm-hmm. and the rest of the show is new stuff. So how how long have you guys been doing this? Five years. Five years? Yeah. Five years. Yep. Excellent. It takes a long time, man. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's like you have to reinvent yourself, and... You have to really stick with it, and you know you have to resell yourself all over again. Sure. So, what got you into doing this five years ago, getting back into the scene and doing all the NAS stuff? Well, I've been wanting to do it for a long, long time, and uh, there were a lot of things that were holding me back. You know, raising a family was one of them, and uh, you know, it just wasn't right. I wasn't in the right state of mind. Um, then I got sick, and I had a liver transplant. So 
I guess one of my, uh, and you know, seven years ago it wasn't the um, the education was wasn't as uh, mainstream as it is now. So uh, I, uh, it's what I asked for. If I gave a liver, if I got a liver, I would do this again. Because it's the only thing I know how to do to make people happy. Well, that's pretty hard to get. The, you, there's a pretty long list, I understand, from that. So yeah. how long did it take you to do that? Five years. Five years to get a liver. Yeah. Wow. Some scary times, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you. That's why, you know, I love what I'm doing, and I'm glad to be doing it. And my second chance is uh, is now in more ways than one, you know. Mm-hmm. And all I've gotten is positive vibes. Uh, you know, nice to have you back. You know, things that make you humble but uh, make you very cool, too, you know. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So you you guys, have you have you tweaked the song some, or is it pretty much straight up the same way it was 40 years ago? No, yeah, maybe we slowed it down a little bit. Yeah? We made it a little bit more funky. Because <laughs> i got to tell you, I mean, I'll give you a confession. Some of it, I love it, but it is very 60s, 70s sound in some of the Oh, man, that's well, it's for the times. I mean, yeah. but it does, it has held up, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, you know we slowed it down a little bit. It's a little funkier, you know, and more in, in the kind of groove thing. You know what I mean? So it's the new hello, it's crazy me. Is that what you're playing, or are you playing the 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 version that's on the CD NAS? No, we do uh, the hello, it's crazy me in Vegas was really um, named after a program called Vegas mm-hmm. computer program that we used to do that song, and um, we just had fun with it. It's a studio song. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do, on. Uh, I have a CD out called uh, Hello, It's Crazy Me. Um, I have my version of Hello, It's Me on there. It's a, okay. slow, rock, it's a slow rock version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so the, now you, what do you call that version? Hello, It's Me. So you do call it that. Because there was one that you sent me that, that uh, does not have the title Hello, It's Me in it, but you're singing Hello, It's Me. Oh, uh, maybe I said it. Oh, I did? But there, there were two different, yeah, I have two different versions. Oh. So we'll figure it out, though, tonight, because we're going to play all the clips. <laughs> maybe I sent you something that was, that was uh, uh, I sent you something wrong, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, you'll have to but they're both what different. I you. They're both very different. Yeah, you know the funny thing is we were talking about this, and uh, there's a popular Todd site, trconnection.com, and how many versions there are of "Hello, It's Me" that Todd's done, and, and plus there's the NAS version, and plus you know you've got a couple here. It's it's uh, I've got three. Yeah, we've done three versions. <laughs> that song, that song. Well, it's uh, crazy forever. me in Vegas. Hello, yeah. it's crazy me on acid. All right. And hello, it's cra- <laughs> and, and just hello, it's me. All right, well, let's listen to Hello, it's Crazy for a little while. This is just about a 45-second clip just to get this party started, and then we'll be right back. Here we go.
Got a lot of guitar in that one. Yeah. Good stuff. That was a fun song to do, you know. It was a studio thing that we did. Yeah. Sounds in, good. In that program, Vegas, you know, that's how we call it. Oh, it's crazy me in Vegas. It's a wild thing. <laughs> All right. We had fun. We had fun with it. Yeah. Sounds like it. It's, it's, uh, there's uh, lots of ways to play it, and that's uh, quite different from the original song. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Good stuff. All right. So you have been touring for five years with Nas. Are, are you... Um, you got anything in the future plans for some new albums? Oh yeah, we're we're, we're recording new material now, okay. and um, it's slow. It's slow. It's just a slow process. I guess it's my fault. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to be critical. Maybe uh, too critical, but I think that if I'm too critical, I'll be better off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you came out the long run. Yeah, this this new Nas album you're coming out with, it's going to be under the title of the Nas, obviously. And what would a Nas fan, if a Nas fan bought it, if a Nas fan from the late 60s, would they be shocked by this? Or are they going to say, wow, this sounds familiar? I think they're going to feel, uh, if they know it's Nas, they're going to feel the same energy. And they're going to, it's basically the same kind of music. You know, these guys that I'm playing with now were all Nas fans before I ever knew them. They When they were growing up, they were a little bit younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we started doing this Nas thing again, this energy became the same as it was 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was all, you know, new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's um, still the same way. And so, But the new Nas stuff is new Nas stuff. And I think uh, people will be happy. Yeah. Baby Godzilla. Even You know, if you listen to Baby Godzilla, I think you have a track of that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's Nazish. It's 2008. The 2008 version of Naz. Now, did you have to go through any kind of rigmarole to, to use that name, or did you own the rights to that name? Did you have to call, you know, Carson, Tom, and Todd, or anybody? How did that work out? Well, no, I... I I didn't ask anyone. I just uh, took it upon myself to just to use it. Sure. Um, it's been a long time. Nobody seemed to step up, and uh, I just knew from maybe it's rumors, or whatever. But I knew Todd wasn't going to go back. You know, so hey, it was sitting there for me. You know, sure. and I sang all the material. I sang all the material. I did a great job. I think I'm very proud of it, and. Uh, um, why shouldn't there be a Nas? Sure, and and um, voice is the same. Mm-hmm. And Tom and Carson aren't even in the music business anymore, right? Well, I know Carson isn't. Mm-hmm. I know that he worked for Disney all these years, right? And uh, Tom, uh, I'm sure I know Tom was in the, in and out of the music business. I don't know what he's doing now. So I haven't you, been in touch. Anymore. So you don't stay in touch with either one of those guys much? Anymore. No, basically I haven't seen um, Carson or Todd since 71 or talked to him. None of those guys since 1971. Right. Tom I've seen mm-hmm. because uh, Todd, I, played, I played in Fuse, which ended up to be Sick Man of Europe, which ended up to be Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. I played with Tom in Fuse when... Uh, uh, it's like a Nas Fuse uh, mix, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, Todd Peterson on bass, Rick Nielsen on drums, mm-hmm. on guitar. Uh, me singing and Tom on drums, and a gentleman by Craig Myers on guitar too. So that was Fuse then. Yeah. What what happened with that band? I don't know. We just um, it just ended, and Sick Man of Europe came up, and and that's where Bunny Carlos came in. And it was Bun, myself, Rick, and Tom. Mm-hmm. And there was some great music that came out of that that band. Sure. I mean, we're covering two of the songs right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. On this tour, it sounds like a fun tour. So did you guys have any, I mean, did you and Tom have a chance to be in Cheap Trick, maybe? No. It was uh, I think it was a bit, some kind of business uh, thing going on that uh, we kind of didn't fit into. But Tom had left prior to my leaving. I got you. Okay, we've got a call already. And by the way, if you want to call in, 646 9262 we got a caller. It looks like from Nashville. 615, is that Nashville? Like to, yeah, I would like to talk about this tour that might, that's happening this summer after you, uh, if you have a chance. Sure. 615, you with me? Yes, I am. Calling from Nashville, am I right? Yes, yes, sir. Excellent. Music City. All right. What's going on? Well, I used to live in Philadelphia on uh, Smedley and Pine. Do you know that place, Dookie? Yeah. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know who this is. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Tom. This is Tom Peterson. I'm a great friend of Stukey's. We've been friends for, Jesus, how long, Stuk? 30 years. years. 35 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Longer. The Tom Peterson who spells his name different than the typical Tom Peterson, right? Two S's? That's right. I'm Swedish. Excellent. All right. What's going on? Well, it's nice to hear you, Stukey. I I, I couldn't get the show on my computer, so I called up, and here it is. So I can listen to it on my phone. Cool, man. How about it's, that? I'm de- it's great. You know, it's great to hear from you. What's well, great to hear from you? I'm, I'm, you know. Anyway, sorry to hear you. Sorry to hear your news. What's that? So, about your dad? Oh, my father. Yes, I thought you meant just. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, you know my father really well. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that was. That life was goes. Bad. Life goes on, man. That's right. That's everybody's in the same boat there. So. Yeah. Thanks, Duke. Yeah. So, how are you working or you home? Uh, I'm at home. Yeah. Cool. We're not working for a little while. We're doing a, a couple different shows here and there, but we're you know mainly waiting until uh, you know the, the summer to get going and yeah, just hanging out. It's nice. Somebody offered me an opportunity to do um, a song on a, a new CD that the Shadows of Night are going to do. Oh, with Jimmy Sons? Yeah, and I hear you're going to be on it too. I I didn't hear that, but what is it? No, I didn't hear about that. No, it just says here that. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of. I'm reading. I'm reading. I was. I, this, I was reading the offer right now. Okay, good. And it says that you're on it, sticks on it, and Henry Gross is going to do something. So maybe I'll see see you this summer. Henry Gross, the guitar player. Yeah, from Shanana. Yeah. Yeah, he's he lives down here. I I see him every once in a while. He's a great guy. He's funny as hell. Yeah, we have the same agent. You're kidding. No. Well, I guess I better find out. I got to get a decent agent, right? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I need an agent. Funny. I need a. I need a guy like you, Stukey, to do everything for me. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So you have no idea about this song you're supposed to be on? No. What? No. Tell me more about it. The song. I don't good. know anything. I don't know anything about that. That's all I know. I've been offered, and I and I and cheap tricks thing is in in the uh, parentheses. Well, I, hell, I got to do it because you'll you know. You're there, and of course Henry Gross. He'll kill me if I don't do it, right? 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he's a powerful human. you got to bring Bun, too. <laughs> well, he's not down here. No, he has to come. He's in his own world. Now, he, I, he probably would do it. Maybe they've sure. got him mixed up with me. Maybe he committed to it. I, right. This is the first I've heard of it, but it sounds cool. Next time you're in Philly, I want to get him to do an interview with this friend of mine who's doing a documentary on uh, that era of music when you guys all lived here. Ah, okay. I don't know if you remember George Manny. Yes, how do I know that name? Um, was he one of, uh, who was that? I'm probably American Dream people and uh, who else was the band he was in. I can't remember what band he was in, but he remembers his name. Anyhow, how's the family? They're all doing fine. Great. How old is your daughter now? She's going to be four in March, and my son will be one. Oh, that's a good age. How about that? Yeah, man. I'm a late bloomer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's all about love and fun, man. That's right. I can't believe you made it through, made it this long, Stookie. Who would have guessed that? No, I don't know. Man. Falling down know. together, hitting our heads on curbs and everything else. Oh yeah, I don't of course, know. With man. our hands in our pockets. Oh, here right. we go. We got some stories. Here we go. Oh well, no, we don't have to go into that. Come but. on. Yeah, too long ago. <laughs> you know, it's the normal stuff. Sure. Tom's a trickster. You got to watch out for him. That's uh, right. Yeah. He probably knows all about this song. I haven't. I. You know who I saw um, recently was um, Darnell. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Charnell. But yeah, the Naz connection. Of course, nobody knows who we're talking about. But the Car- from Carson. Carson's yeah. Carson's wife. wife. Yeah, and uh, the sister of Tom Mooney is not his wife, but his longtime girlfriend. So there were twins. Uh, Charnell, right? Darnell and Charnell, right? Actually, Darnell's listening right now. Is she really? Yes, I saw her a couple years ago in Los Angeles. Yeah, and she looks the same. You know, I, I didn't know her as well as I knew Charnell, of course, because we, you know, hung around. Uh huh. Tom was with us, so she was always around, of right. course. But anyway, to call in, we'll tell some old stories. <laughs> We've been trying to figure out what she was like back then. Who, Darnell or Charnell? Yeah, Darnell. Well, I couldn't tell you. But you have to ask Suki <laughs> about that. <laughs> or Carson, I suppose. She was Tom's girlfriend. You know, pardon me? She was Tom's girlfriend. Tom Char- Charnell was. Charnell was, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're the confused. same girl, probably. I've never seen them together, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, have you ever seen them together? No, I haven't. Oh, I see. Yeah. I've never seen Stuky and Todd together either, now that you mention it. Todd is working somewhere. Well, I just thought, well, yeah, I was, was going to say it. Yeah, now I know about Todd because I was looking at the T- Rungan Radio website and it was like the Freeze Your Ass Off tour. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I can't it, believe he, they got him to do that. You know it is funny. You got the, you know you talk about agents and stuff. I'm thinking, okay, why did they schedule Todd to go to the Mid East now and Mid-East. went to Florida? And I mean the Midwest, excuse me. Yeah, and then he went to the uh, Florida and everything in the summer. If you could have reversed that, it would have been pretty nice. Well, so. you know, I guess the theory is you get yeah. quite a bit less competition. So you show where the work out. is too, man. You know, you so what? You. you know, it's cold outside. We can put a coat on. You know, so it's <laughs> not really any big mystery. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we see Todd once in a while. I mean, not like you know, not that often, but occasionally. Well, he was in Nashville a couple of years ago, or actually last year, with the new cars at the uh, Wild Horse. Oh yeah, and I didn't. I wasn't here, and I I, I would have liked to have gone and seen that. 
Uh, no. any, have you guys seen any of that? I haven't. I did see. I saw a couple. I, of I just that. wonder what that was like, but it was very good. They they did uh, they were, they did a real nice job. It was they play about four Todd songs and they play a NAS song. Actually, they played Open My Eyes as one of the encores. Cool. And, and most of the cars hits. I mean, it was a pretty long show. It was they did a real nice job. It just wasn't. Uh, it didn't take off probably like they expected. It, it didn't. I mean, the Wild Horse was packed, but they're know, older guys. Come on, they don't expect yeah. anything to take off. Yeah. Well, the, 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 kind of do it and go. Well, what the hell? This won't work. But we, this is what you know, what we like to do. So, well, part of yeah. the issue they say is that it, it was called the new cars because apparently Rick Ocasek or somebody didn't want them to be the cars. There was only two of the original cars in it, Elliot and Greg, and Rick wouldn't tour, and of course Benjamin Orr and David Robinson can't tour. So, it was a situation where it was kind of confusing. It'd be like if somebody went out and said, "We're the new cheap trick." Everybody, yeah. what does that mean? Does that I mean a cover uh, band or ask Jeff Lynn about it or whoever? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you know, but but anyway, you know, people want to hear that stuff, and mm-hmm. he seemed like a good choice for it, you know. Oh, definitely, but it just uh, for whatever reason, I mean, people that went enjoyed it, but I don't. I think a lot of people just wouldn't go because they weren't sure what it was or didn't, you know, didn't like it that Rico Casey wasn't part of it, that type of thing. Well, you so know, did you ever hear this guy play bass? Rico Casey, uh, Tom Peterson. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He invent he invented the twelve string, you know. Oh, you know what? <laughs> now I'm stuck with that damn thing, too. Excuse me. What the hell? What did I do? Why couldn't I invent something a lot easier to play? A 12 string. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've seen a yeah, string. damn good. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> but, you know, we were, you know, the NAS, I always wondered why. I Maybe they were caught in a weird time when they came. I, I, did you guys come out in, must have been 69, 68, 69, because I remember. Yeah, 68, They were Especially on Rick and I, because Rick and I were at that point friends and hanging out a lot. I, I didn't know Bunny really at that time. I knew him just very briefly. But anyway, I didn't know Robin at all. But I, but Rick and I were hanging out back then. Mm-hmm. And the Naz were a huge influence on us. They were so great. And I always, it, it always surprised us. You know, and it came and went fast. And it was, you know, just really basically two records that, you know, the black and white cover one and whatever the second one was called. What was the second with, with the color cover? Naz, Naz. Right, they're good title. No wonder I couldn't remember. It. That's terrible. But anyway, what a great of our group. Time. We were ahead of the sequel, you know. It was such a great group. I mean, it was just such a, it, you know, I, I really, I can't tell you how much of an influence that was, and you don't really hear that from people. And it really was an unusual group at that time. Just great. Good stuff back then. All right, Thanks, gotta, still good. I mean, it still holds up. I mean, just yeah. to, you know. I, I don't know. It's, uh, but there you are. You know, it just kind of it came and went, and it was a great, it was a great period, band. You know, great time period anyway. And they were like the first. I don't know how you describe it. I suppose power pop English, really, actually, really good English influence American band. You know, they weren't some hippie group or whatever, some crappy. You know, they had all the flash and all that, and it just sounded. It was just. I mean, we were like, wow, these guys are. You know. Are fantastic, you know, before T Rex and all that stuff. Look, well, like right, you're my publicist here. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How much did you pay this guy to call in? No, I'm just kidding. All right, we got uh, nothing really. He's just doing it because he loves me. I agree. I, agree. I do. I, I love Stuki. We are, we really it. have been friends for many many years, and uh, we'll be friends forever. And um, he knows you're a lot of hoagies and old and man and all that, yeah. and, you know. Speaking of friends, we got an old friend of y'all's calling in. This is Darnell, I believe. Darnell, is that you? 
That would be me. Miss Smith. Hello. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Long you time. feeling good? You feeling good, Stooky? Yes, I, I am very well. Oh, good, good. Is Tom still on the line? I'm on the line. Hey, Tom. It was the NAM show that I saw you at a couple years ago. I know, I know. You, you, and you I bought one of those water stones from my friend Pekka. I'm sorry, what? You got one of those damn 12-string bases. I know, I know. It's in Finland now, living happily ever after. <laughs> That's right. I, I've i seen a, a couple of those different sites, and I see that guy, he had shown up, you know, talking about it. Pekka yeah, was yeah. his name, right? Pekka, yeah. Yes. He's he's very much into music. So, you so I just called in to say hello, because my ears were burning, you were talking about me <laughs> and oh, yeah. my sister. Um. I got nothing to say. That was fun times. It's later. really nice to hear you. You sound the same. I am the same, kind of, only different, only older. <laughs> only older. That's all. Yeah. Darnell, you were close to that group, obviously, because you were with Carson and you. Yeah, the I was old with band. Carson, and I was very, very quiet back then. So yeah, you I were. Was, I was a real observer, you know, and and I went from living at home, like I said, to living with the Naz and going to England with them. So I was like. Overwhelmed, kind of, in a way. <laughs> but there was nobody like that. No American acts. Exactly. And they really were like the first glam act. I mean, I'm, you know. The clothes were everything. There was it was hilarious. It was, fun, it was funny, and it was it had great songs, great, everything about it. It was really good, you know. <laughs> Stooky's got a cool voice. I love your voice, Duke. And it just came off. And then I think it just went away. To, if, if, I guess if it, if, it, if it had held together a little longer. And I don't know that you did that many live shows. It was really hard to see. Yeah. You know, you never came around anywhere that we could ever see. It's like, God, we would have loved to have seen you guys. Yeah, John Curlin never let them play. That well, was one big problem. How do you a hole, There's a that? hole in my heart. There's a hole in my soul that i got to fill. So I have to go on tour. I have to go on tour. Well, it's no fun. I, I need to go on tour. So you need to go on tour. You're right. Stay alive for my survival and my good health. <laughs> well, I, I need the tour. I need the tour just to get it, fill up that hole I have. You know what I mean? Well, Naz never did play enough. Yeah, no, well, they did. It was and like this the band isn't playing act. enough either. So good. And this Naz isn't playing enough either. Have y'all ever heard of a story though of another band? And, and Tom, you're in the business. You can speak to this too. Where the strategy was don't play live venues. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand this. I mean, has anybody else tried this strategy and it worked, or was well, it? Well, just... it would have worked, I suppose, if they had stayed together, and if they could have made, you know, been able to well, survive. Yeah. I don't know how that would exactly work because it would give you some sort of a weird mystique. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, look at you know, who knows? I mean, it's but, not the way it is now. You know, well, when you have all that any... energy and you don't have an outlet for it, you're kind right, of like, right. this is our little product here, and you know, they don't get to play, and then they're you know. You saw the frustration at Darnell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It, it was came out. Hard. It came out, and that's probably what was. Uh, that's probably what broke the band up the most is that we were had too much time on our hands. Yeah. And and the photo sessions weren't really doing it, you know. Mhm. So yeah, I suppose not. But it it looked and sounded good. So I mean, from the outside, we worked hard on it. I mean, it's. It was like somebody you couldn't like you you could it was unattainable like like the move or whoever it was like they group oh, yeah. together not that long of a time and they really didn't come to the states and you didn't like wow you never got a chance to well what the hell happened you know or right. people get to see the early who or something of course they toured like crazy but you know 
you know, it's just, it kind of, it's now because it's because it came and went and nobody really saw it, not that many people saw it, it's got this giant mystique. Maybe, maybe too much of one, I don't know. That's because Cheap Trick came along and took over the world. Well, <laughs> we just took all their great ideas and you said, well, we'll use these for ourselves. Yeah, we'll yeah. They're not doing it. Right. <laughs> Tom, he, Tom turned me on to the move, which is a uh, great band, and, uh, but it's a similar type of a group in a way. It's just that yeah, that we heavy were we pop, were power you know, pop. definitely power pop, rock and roll. You know, yeah, great yep. stuff. Yep, Darnell was right there in the thick of things. Maybe it was <laughs> Darnell. You you broke up the group. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that is what uh, Mr. Curlin said, right? Yes, yes Curlin. But he said, said a girl that's... broke up. No, the no, group. no. Darlene, uh, I had anything to do with it. I, it wasn't Connie Denardo that broke up the group, was it, Tuki? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darnell. Now we're throwing in these random names here. Yeah, right. Probably we have too many in jokes. David right. Carroll. Yeah. David Carroll's influence. That's right. Well, Carson is still around. We, they're asking, where's Carson and where's yeah, Tom? Yeah, actually, Carson went to go see the new Cars play because I, I called him and go, you got to go see this. Todd does a really good job with this band, and he makes it his own. I mean, as, you, as much as you can make a Cars song your own because it had so much more energy than the Cars originally had, and they all seemed to just really like playing with another one another. So... Um, it was kind of a really good thing, and I think there were so many people that thought, oh, God, this isn't going to work, that I think Todd just said, well, I'll show them, and, and he really did. <laughs> he really did. He did a really wonderful job with that thing, and they put in a few Naz songs, too. That's cool. Yeah. Good. People yeah. should hear the Naz. That's why I put it back together, you know. And, and, um, yeah, we got the voice of the Naz here, so you're, you're in a good position there, Stuki. Right, well, I figured that that was, uh, I, you it's know. It's not like if I tried to put Cheap Trick back together. Okay, the bass guy, you know, big deal. You know, <laughs> if, you're the, if you're the singer, you're pretty much in the driver's seat there. Well, I, 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 yeah, I've heard that. Um, you know, what the hell? You got all these great songs, you know. Yeah. There's nothing, to, nothing to it right there now. <laughs> yeah, right. I have yeah. a desire. A piece of cake. Piece I of still cake. have a desire. The Journey's got to have the Steve Perry. The Van Halen's got to have the David Lee Roth, and the Naz needs the Stooky. That's kind of how it goes sometimes. And and uh, you got that singer, and I think that was part of the Cars issue. Despite the fact that you know Todd could sing the songs fine, it's people just he sounded like Rick O'Casey. They wanted Rick O'Casey, yeah. Or Benjamin Orr actually sang more of the songs. Most people don't even know that because Rick was on all the videos. But uh, really, Benjamin Orr sang more of the songs anyway. But uh, people, you know, sometimes don't buy into that. They want to hear the original or credits Clearwater. You know, revisited. You know, it doesn't have Fogarty. So you have all these people that are they want to hear the singer for the That's most. Right. Part. I could I could reform Cheap Trick and I could do one song. It's thank you, good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that would it. Be resting on your. Be kind of a long intro. You know, maybe okay. Okay, another solo, and that's it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's funny. No, I think you know. I had you know the world painted me into a corner, and this is the only way. I had to go. I had to go. Not that. I, not that. Um, I. Uh, I wouldn't have done it anyway. But um, I can't. I still have the desire and uh, the energy. And that's what's important. Yes. Even if you didn't have any of that stuff, you still have the voice. So so <laughs> <Right>. do it. <laughs> right. You got everybody beat there. 
They can't take it away from you. Well, we can't take that, no. Well, I guess they point, could. You know, point, you know, just put a light on the mic. I can see that. So um, <laughs> that's all I need. There you go. Put any obstructions in front of me. You know, the move, when they came to the U.S., when they played, I think the Fillmore East, they came over, and they, they did, didn't they do Open My Eyes? I think they started with that song. Yeah? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I did that. I think they did a version of it. Everybody thought it was us, and it wasn't. Yeah. They, you know, going, hey, this is some good stuff. So, you know, I know that there's, you know, that was a big influence on a lot of, not just American groups, but, you know, English acts as well. Like, hey, whoa, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. Well, it's very funny. You know, we, I don't know remembers this. We, when we were in England, we, um, we had a big beef over there with the Union, and um, the only song that we really recorded there was Hang On Paul. And it's right. very funny, and very, you know, we got blackballed, and that we had to leave. <laughs> so what did they want you to do over there exactly? They wanted you to use some guitarist from there, or a musician? No, 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 you could, no, no, you could no, only no. sing there, is that right? No, the story is that our management, um, I don't know where they got this out, what a book they got this out of, but... <clears throat> told the union we were singers and then had us all get off the plane with guitars. <laughs> so, so you could sing over there, not a problem. You just couldn't play instruments over there? Was yeah, that- there was also a beef going on with George Harrison, I think, in the States with the union here. So, so it for tat. But if you um, if you listen closely, it's it's amazing. Birthday came right out, out right after that, I believe. And the similarities are incredible. Off the White Album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, birthday off the White Album. Then the similarities to Hang On Paul are incredible. So what was the beef with George Harrison? Huh? What was the beef with George Harrison? What was that about? Don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if it was a rumor or not. You know, it's, uh, was it he was in the U.S. trying to record and they wouldn't let him? Is that what you were saying? Uh, something like that. I've I heard that. So was it the Naz? It was just was it the U.S. or was it the Naz and George Harrison? No, George Harrison really had nothing to do with it. But the union it was the union. It was the union. One okay. union against another union. The gotcha. English union wanted them to use English musicians to play on the tracks, and in America they did the same thing to George. I, yeah. I'm seeing it. You guys hated the NAS. That's what I. That's the way I'm looking at it. <clears throat> it's funny, isn't that it, Stuky? What's that? The George Harrison disliked the NAS. That's the way I'm reading. It. <laughs> yeah, could be. Right. Which is why it around. Plays no. by my guitar. <laughs> Yeah, well, he visited me, though. He visited me in a dream, and I thought it was real. Hey, you know what, Darnell? You know why they should have made it, too? Because they had no problem dressing as women. <laughs> That's right. You know? Party nights, damn right? British, no. Those damn British clothes. <laughs> actually, they didn't dress as women. They dress in women's clothes. Big difference. Right. It's not like Rudy Giuliani, who actually dresses like a woman. They weren't trying to look like cool. women. They just had women's clothes. There were probably half of the stuff on those album covers were your clothes and your sister's, right? Right. No. Yeah. So no. Was wearing your clothes or what's the deal here? You no, know, I still, you know, I still have that that mirrored vest. I could I could buy one outfit there, and that's that uh, vest outfit. Dookie, do you still there. have the mirrored vest? I have the mirrored vest from that. Yes, that, I do. That, that Naz, I have it. Oh, that, oh that, you're that, kidding! Oh, that's I have funny. It. It's, it's orange. You gave it to me, Stuky. Yeah, I, I gave it to Tom. Anyway, I but I still have it. That's I have so the funny. I have the gold I have the gold sequin vest. You had another like a gold shirt or something. I can't remember like some see through. It was women's clothes, definitely. But <laughs> gold sequined vest and and uh, looked like they looked pants that had gold uh, embroidery down the side. 
That's you got to dress like that more, Suki. <laughs> right. I, That'll help. <laughs> well, that's all, all I could buy in England. That's all I could buy. I was too damn big. You know, everybody the, else was skinny. I was a big guy. Well, Pissed me off. While there was no Lane Bryant back then, or Carnaby <laughs> <laughs> Street. Lane Bryant on Carnaby. You, you know yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's like going to Tokyo and trying to buy clothes. Try that yeah, one you time. Can, <laughs> Apparently, when y'all were y'all were over there, You're actually too big in Tokyo town. <laughs> oh, I, I'm like I have to go to the big and tall men store. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Sticky, when you guys were over there, and they wouldn't let you play, that that's what y'all did was just went out shopping and bought a bunch of clothes to bring back so you could look cool. And well, we did that. Man. We did that. Yeah, what can you do? You know, yeah. we hung out. You know, we just hung out and hung, partied for two weeks. Yeah, you know, sounds pretty fun. Crappy English breakfast. Mm. I couldn't Ooh, deal with the eggs. Beans and eggs. eggs. Good, eh? Oh, I couldn't deal with the eggs. I fish and chips all the time. Well, Watch out now. Can't beat that. No. They're sensitive over there when you start talking about their food and stuff. I like the food uh, in England. The eggs. You know, it was just the eggs and the bacon that didn't look cooked to me. So, mm. Mm. I decided to go fish and chips instead. It's the best Indian food in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They have a lot of that over there in London, for sure. Good stuff. Well, anyway, I got to go, Stuky. Tom is it's it's great hearing from you. I, I got to go too. Darnell, Darnell, you be a good girl. Thanks. Great talking to you guys. It's been a while. Hope to hey, see hi, you around. Hi, your sister. I will. But yeah, come visit me. Sister. Come if, if, come visit me on MySpace. Uh, Nas featuring Stuky. All okay. One, all one okay. Word. We'll do it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Tom All right, Peterson take care. in Nashville. Bye, Great gang. Talking nice talking to you. everybody. Hi, Tom. Thanks for calling in, Tom. Bye. Are you guys. leaving us? I'm yeah, leaving. I got nothing to say. Okay, but <laughs> I'm going to listen. <laughs> bye bye. Got All nothing right. to say. Just spent a couple of years down there, went to London, saw the first Nash show, probably. She got nothing to say. Mm-mm-mm. What do you think about that, Sticky? You could tell, she could tell a lot of stories, man. I guarantee you, that's the problem. See, she doesn't want me to start asking questions. Right. She knows we'll start getting into some stuff. She knows so, I probably can't remember, so I'm kind of uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm at a disadvantage. <laughs> you can't you can't confirm or deny what she says. No, we're gonna start making stuff up then. Yeah, we'll find something. <laughs> the Naz wore women's clothes. We found out already tonight. They, yeah, George yeah. Harrison hated them. All right. right, good stuff. So you were gonna tell me about a summer tour, is that right? Yeah, the summer tour happened, and and. Um, it's called, uh, what name is it called? The Psychedelic Shack Tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be uh, with the Shadows of Night. Okay. And Vince Martell, the uh, lead guitar player from the Vanilla Fudge, mm-hmm. he has his own band. It's going to be a three-band show. And you should see the casinos and fairs this summer around the country, hopefully. At least In the summer. Coast, anyway. Yeah. What, what, do you like playing in casinos? You know, I never have. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to touring. Um, like you wouldn't believe, and um, you know, but uh, I don't really know what to say. Yeah. I about it, you know. Yeah. Looking forward to playing everywhere. You just ready to get that back out there. Like well, yeah, I mean, I love to play in front of people who love good music, you know, and uh, this band rocks. Now, would you say, do you have a lot of people that they show up, are they 
they're newer fans, or a lot of them are living the past and saying, you know, we enjoyed you back then, and we like you now, or do you have people that just are coming out to check out, see what you guys are about? What are the, what's the audience like? I'd say we get a variety of all three. Yeah. You know, we get the 45 and 50-year-old guys and uh, older, and um, we get kids who uh, are into NAS because they either picked it up someplace you know, or they um, picked up their parents' records, you know what I mean? Right. Well, Shindig and, said you are one of the 100 most popular cult bands. Well, that was a story that was uh, circulating in, um, uh, I guess it was... Uh, Shindig magazine. I'm not positively sure of the magazine. It might be another one, but it was um, circulating. And uh, I tell you, I think we have an we would have an audience in Europe with the kind of just the kind of music we play. Mm-hmm. It's uh, well. One thing know, I've noticed, and somebody asked me to bring this up. I mean. I know you did something with Moogie, and he's talked to us about a couple shows. They're always in New York, and you're talking about Philly or in the Philly area. Do you, uh, what is, are there some areas? I know you said summer, y'all might be all around, but do you know any other areas outside of Philly, New York, where you guys are going to be, or at least the NAS? Not necessarily. Well, I think we're going to try and be on the. We're going to, uh, you know, I think we're working on the East Coast maybe, and go as far in, inland as uh, maybe Chicago. Uh, and, who are, you know, tour details can be gotten. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, it can be uh, it can be gotten from our agent's website, uh, pathorgantalent dot com, or just pathorgantalent on MySpace. All right, can you spell that for me? Is it it's like Pavlov P-A-T- the dog thing? Or? No, it's P A T P A T H O R G A N Pat Horgan to his name. Talent.com mm-hmm. is his is the website, and the MySpace page is uh, just Pat Horgan Talent. Okay, very good. So everybody check uh, that out if you want to. See yeah, you keep an out. eye on on that. That'll be where the details will be, and they'll also be on MySpace page too. My my own, you know, Naz featuring Stooky. Um, they'll be on that site, and they'll be also on Stooky.com. Yeah, I saw Stooky.com. It looked like you were updating that. Do you got any? Uh, yeah, it's update. Update, It's updating. I just uh, it's been updating for a while. I just don't really. I really haven't made a decision on what I want to do. So rather than uh, do anything, I'll uh, I'll just leave it as an information site right now. Yeah, it's hard to keep updating that kind of thing. That's, that's websites getting them up uh, there. I have a lot of time on my hands right now, so I could be doing it, but I just haven't made the decision. It's really uh, gotcha. uh, sometimes I procrastinate too much. You know, I'm thinking about too many things. <laughs> All right. Why am I right, not writing a song? Why am I not uh, practicing my voice? Why am I not doing this? You know. Yeah. You know? Just to let you know you're not alone on that. All right, we got a call four eight four. Maybe another procrastinator. We'll see. <laughs> Who we got? Four eight four. And you got to turn your computer sound down, please. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah, it's delayed. I've been listening. I didn't know. Hi, Mary Mac, I can tell. It's Maria. Hi. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> you sound Hi. great. Hi, Maria. Yeah, how you doing? Good. <laughs> I'm an I'm an old fan. Oh, yeah? The original Nash. You got to tape. Can you turn that stereo down? It's your, down uh, as far as I'll turn it okay. way off. All the way down. There, there you go. go. It's off. Perfect. Thanks. What's up, Maria? <laughs> Oh, uh, nothing. I just I was looking forward to hearing you tonight, and uh, 
I, I ran in here and I turned on, on the computer, and it's good to hear you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, um... Just Stella? Yeah, Stella, Maria uh, Stella. I'm Stella. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stella sat in with uh, Mike uh, Mike Burrow and myself at uh, this little uh, hookah bar that we played at a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they have real hookah pipes, too. Yeah. And it was fun, yeah. That, with sat in and sang a couple songs with us. So how it you doing? Great. It was great. Uh, it's great. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little nervous, you know. <laughs> but that was a lot doing? of fun. We're doing good. Kevin's sitting here with me. He can't hear now, but I'm going to download it later so we can listen to it. Cool. Yeah. It's great. So, Thanks for calling Kevin in. said to ask if you, if you need a backup singer. <laughs> not right but, now. Yeah, not I know. At the moment. But um, it was great. Uh, it was great to meet Stuky, you know, because I, I was uh, one of his fans, one of his biggest fans, you know, and I have... I still have that 45. I found it, and I want you to autograph for me next time. There we'll... you go. Okay. So you can, yeah, you sure. can uh, get it autographed on February 21 in Soutersville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think we'll do that. You going to make that show? Yeah, uh, I, maybe by myself. I don't know. So tell uh, me about the show you went to. What what was this about? Well, it was in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. On the, it's outside of Philadelphia. It's a little place. It's... Uh, they have coffee and they have hookahs and um it's just and something we, we she sat in with us you know i don't even think that st- the last time uh, maria heard us was landscale bike night right that's right yeah that was great that was really good that was the whole band but uh and um they did hello it's me and opened my eyes and and everything you know but at the the hookah lounge the fig cafe hookah lounge we we just did like an acoustic set uh, Mike Burrow, Stuky, and I with Mike. Yeah, yeah. And he played guitar. And we did some blues and stuff. It was great. Yeah, singing the blues. I like singing the blues. And Mike's an old friend, and um, he gets gigs once in a while. And if I'm not working, I might as well be singing. So that's the one-eyed bishops. Yeah, the one-eyed yeah. bishops. So oh. now, what's your role in that when they play? I just go out and sing the blues. Singing we do blues. old blues. We do old blues standards. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can even hear this one of the songs we did that night. It's on Mike Burrow's uh, space. I guess I could tell him about that, right, Stooky? I guess so. It's, Give um, it up. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, in case they want to listen to us, it's a yeah. medley we did. Yeah, you can go to Mike's. Uh, Mike's ah, space. it just disappeared. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Well. We'll put the link up on RuggingRadio.com. MySpace.com slash S-L-O-T-E-R-D-I-J-K-1. That's that's uh, that's it, and uh, it's it's called uh, One-Eyed Medley. Okay, I better go. I'm getting too getting too nervous here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks okay. for calling, Maria. Hey, thanks for okay. calling. In. Love you, Stooky. Love you too. Here Bye-bye. we go. Got some Stooky fans calling in. We got another call from eight four seven. I believe that's Chicago. Hi, Doug. It's Rockwello. Hey. How are you? Uh, I'm calling Stuky for my husband, who was one of the original Naz fans. He won't call in. And I'd <laughs> what's, like to what's know... your name? I'm sorry. I didn't hear your name. Oh, my name is Gail. Hi, and, Gail. Uh, uh, also known as Rockwello on a website. But uh, my question is, when you tour, do you play Under the Ice? Yes. That is my husband's favorite Naz song. And if we you do. come to Chicago, oh really? If you come to Chicago, hopefully you'll play it. 
Uh, we'll definitely play it in every we play it in every set we do because it's a great it's a great live tune to play and it's a rocker just like the you know it suits us really well. I have to admit I haven't heard it in years. We have the albums, but our turntable is not hooked up, so <laughs> I keep yelling at him to uh, rehook up the turntable. So I have to hear it. I maybe you can sing a line of it for me. <laughs> What's that? Under the ice? Yes. Um, it's ice, it forms in sheets from your eyes. Okay. Uh, there you go. Very good, thank you. Live music. You're welcome, Gail. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Bye. Rockwell. Bye, Doug. No, okay, so you're, I think you did mention you may be in the Chicago area, right? Uh, hopefully. I want to play, I'd love to play in Chicago again. Naz did a long time ago. And, um, I've played around, in and around Chicago with, uh, Rick, Tom, and Bun, you know, at times, mm-hmm. uh, when we had Sick Man in Europe. And uh, I just like the area, you know, and they like the kind of music we're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Just like Philadelphia does. Tell me a little about Philadelphia, because I did bring that up earlier. You know, what What do you think it is about that area that's, uh, you know, so into, into your music and into the NAS and, and seems to be where you, you kind of, Centralized, you know. Obviously, you're, you're touring there. You're going to play there on February. You got any ideas about what it is about that area, or is it just the people there just like it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's not as easy as it was 40 years ago when when Naz first started back in the six, late 60s. Uh, you know, we were supercharged back then, and um, you know, we kind of we kind of. Uh, we kind of had a hard time in Philadelphia finding places to play mm-hmm. back back when we first started. So, you know, Naz actually moved to New York. Even though we're from Philadelphia, I think we have a, uh, a more of a powerful impact in New York with the fans up there and in that area than we do down here in South the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. Even though we were popular here, I mean, it's hard for it's hard it's hard working in Philadelphia right now you know mm-hmm. but um we can work in Phil- we can work in new york there's this club um uh, in new york uh called uh, cutting room um that uh loves us and we can play there anytime and that's where i've done a lot of shows with moogie mm-hmm. and uh He's always fun to play with because he always he always has a, a great lineup, you know, of people. He's, yeah, you know <laughs> he's I mean? connected. Liberty DeVito and uh, from the drummer from Billy Joel, and uh, he's got the you know people like that. You know, he's always got good players. They're always fun to play with. Uh, I, I did um, a show at the Cutting Room um, for his birthday back in September, mm-hmm. which was a gas. You know, played with Patty Rothberg and uh, Liberty DeVito, and I can't remember everybody else. Ian Lloyd from Stories. Do you remember Ian Lloyd? No, I do not. Ian Lloyd is um, Brother Louie, that song, Brother Louie. Louie, 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 Louie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That song? Yeah, Ian Lloyd. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, the Cutting Room's a great, a great place in New York, and we love playing there, and... Uh, People there are great to us. You know? So how did you hook up with with uh, Moogie of all people? He called me and asked me if I wanted to uh, do a Naz Topia reunion. 
I like that. It, oh, it was back, way back um, a few years after I had my transplant, you know. Uh, it was the spring of, like, 2002 or something, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, I said, sure, why not? So we were playing at this little place. Uh, I can't think of the name offhand. But um, so we did a show with Chasm Sultan and him and, and um, one of the drummers from Utopia. And this is the triad, right? Yeah, the triad, right. Okay. You got it. Those shows. Okay. They were fun to do. Um, the NAS personnel... I mean, we did some shows that I did some, actually for the the uh, first show, I didn't uh, quite a number of years, actually, uh, a show like that in New York. Um, so it was like a kickoff thing. Moogie's always been great, you know. I like playing with him. Moogie is definitely in the loop. Yeah, he's a nice guy, man. And he's, uh, you know, Moogie is Moogie. He does his show, his, uh, does his thing, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Certainly does his thing. Definitely. So how long were you actually out of the music business? You, you were out for a little while, right? Right. So I about, dabbled here and there. I, I was, I guess, uh, Sick Man broke up in, uh, I mean, I left him probably in 72. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 73, I don't know, I really know the exact date, but in in their proximity. And um, I was married, and I was just about to ready to have a kid. So I came back to Philadelphia, and I was I became a daddy, and uh, got a job. And uh, so, but I got a job tending bar, so it was kind of uh, <laughs> almost like the same thing sometimes, you know. Um, singing this. I think as I learned to sing the blues with doing those that kind of work. Yeah. And um, I had a few pickup, you know, I did a few pickup things here and there. Um, I was in this band called Boom, mm-hmm. and uh, we just did some original stuff, more like um, acoustic stuff. It was with uh, kungas and a guitar and um, a bass player, and we were just doing some like. Rock, country rock stuff, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be country, but it, I don't know how to express it. It's not. It's not what I'm doing now. <laughs> like unplug- <laughs> it's like unplugged of what I'm doing now, I guess. Right. Um, and Boom was the name of that band. It was called Bunch of Old Men. Mm-hmm. So we just named it Boom. Bunch of Old Men. Yeah. Very nice. But I mean, I was out of the business for uh, quite a while. Quite a while. And so was part of that the health issues, or you just decided that was something you wanted to try a different route? Well, I think part of it was family responsibilities. I didn't think I could do both. Yeah. Uh, then it became a health issue, and then uh, thank God I'm here today. That's all I can say. Uh, you know. Yeah, you're. I, I mean, like I, you know, I'm so thankful. You know, and grateful for having the opportunity to be sitting here talking to you about Naz and rock and roll and touring and old stories and friends calling in. I, I, you know, it's like a dream come true for me. 
That's great. I mean, you've had you know you're talking we're talking about stuff 40 years ago. We're talking about today, and they're both still uh, uh, you know around the same subject, which is you and Naz, and still kicking. Yeah. And that, you know something like what you've been through, and you know not not a lot of people get it. You know, I guess for lack of a better term, you know, lucky to to first of all be able to get the transplant, and then to be able to get it, and, and it takes, and you do well. I mean, that's that's I'm a big really story for people who don't know. Thank you know, thank them, you know, whoever you want to thank, but sure. uh, I'm really doing well. It's just good to hear. So we want to hear more about the. I want to, I want to see the NAS. You know, I mean, I'm not going to. Pennsylvania's a little far. Maybe maybe I can get out that way, but I'm going to keep up We're with these websites. To We're going to come to you. Yeah, we'll come close enough to you where you I like are. It. Come around, man. Tour around. People will come out for it. I would be willing to bet money. I All think right. so. Yeah. Well, all right. We're, we've hit an hour, but I'm going to take a call right quick, and then we're going to take a bio break. But let's see. Uh, we got somebody here from five one six, and you are on. I think that's that's Long Island. I think. Yeah. Is that right? That's correct. Long Island. Hello. Hey, you guys you there? Stooky yeah. Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Stooky, it's Mike. How are you? Mike! Long time. It's been like a yeah. year since I spoke with you. How are you? I'm doing good. How's your wife? How's Donna doing? She's doing fine. Her back We're all good? healthy. We're all doing good. Good. Fantastic. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the boards also, and somebody just brought up something about getting busted in Texas. Oh. Uh, a lot of people don't realize you're in a concert almost as big as Woodstock. Um, right. You know, the Texas Pop Festival. Unfortunately, it wasn't with Todd. Texas International Pop Festival. We played with a hell of a cast at those three days. You know, Led Zeppelin, B.B. King, uh, uh, Ten Years After, Sam and Dave, uh, Can't Heat, uh, you can go on and on. People just came. It was, uh, when was it? It was like a month after Woodstock. Yeah, it was a couple weeks right after Woodstock or right before, somewhere right around that time. And a lot of bands that were supposed to be at that show ended up going to Woodstock and they couldn't fit it in. Right. And the people that went to Texas Pop Festival didn't think that Woodstock was going to be a big deal. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually made a movie out of that, which is really hard to find. Yeah. So how's your family? Everybody okay? Everybody's doing fantastic. Cool, man. Really good. You know, I keep on missing you. Every time you're up in New York, i got things i got to do. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Definitely. Mike was um, Mike was around when I first started up NAS for the first time. For um, well, actually, he was around when I first started uh, to put the band together. You know, right. I, I started with some. Um, I started with some uh, uh, the same guitar player, but um, some musicians from uh, uh, upstate. You, you know, uh, Roy Goldberg also on guitar. Yeah, that band. Yeah, but those first and, couple uh, of gigs were really funny. Um, you yeah, know, I, I, they were I, funny. They were, you know, the whole band. I think the whole band was a little funny, but um, that's beside the point. Those guys are troopers, and you know, I'm still talking to Mike Garner. Great. So uh, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember that the first gig that you did with Moogie. Um, you know, we worked real hard to promote it. We went into a packed house, got you in there. Yeah. And I remember you standing on stage and looking down at me and like, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> right. Um and and you made it through the night. You did fantastic and then you just steamrolled from there on. You did, you know, show after show after show. Right. You know, you came back with a vengeance, which is great. Thanks, Mike. I and you know, that's what it's uh that's what I hope uh, you know, the only thing I can hope for. Keep well, working good. hard at it. You know? 
So, any other plans of touring, you know, up and down the East Coast? It's, it's uh, a good chance with this psychedelic shack tour with the uh, Shadows of Night and Vince Martell band from Vince Martell is a guitar player from Vanilla Fudge. He has mm-hmm. his own band, and uh, the three of us: Naz, Vince Martell band, and uh, the Shadows of Night. Yeah, it's called Psychedelic Shack, and uh, it looks good for the East Coast. It's uh, um, mostly casinos and um, fairs, so uh, I believe you have a few Indian casinos in your neighborhood, don't you? Um, well, up in Connecticut there is. Yeah. Uncasville. Close enough. Yeah, that might be close. Mm-hmm. You so, there you go. <laughs> um, you can go to our agent's website. That's uh, com. And they'll have the details there. And, uh, of course, there'll be the details on our web, stooky.com, on that page, and also on uh, um, the MySpace page, NAS featuring Stooky. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you know, it'll be, everybody will know what we're doing pretty soon. Good, good. Right, look, you've been working it real hard, I know that. Well, I'm trying, yeah. We'll and then, you know, we, we, do this, uh, we do this thing with a buddy down here in Philadelphia, the City of Brotherly Love Tour, you know, sometimes we get gigs with them, and uh, that's uh, like Philadelphia people, like, I don't know if you know Charlie Gracie, he's uh, an old 50s guy who did uh, one of the first rock songs out of Philadelphia before before Elvis, <laughs> good, friends with, good friends with the Beatles. You're dating right. yourself now. And uh, the Soul Survivors, I don't know if you remember them. Sure. And... Um, uh, this guy Rufus Harley, he's a Philadelphia icon. It's a DV- actually, I'm in a DVD about him, his life, called Pipes of Peace, and I have a cameo in there. Hmm. You can see it on public television. Cool. Yeah. So, any memories you can tell us about with the, the good old Naz days? I mean, you've told me a lot of stories. I, didn't, I really don't want to bring them forward unless <laughs> you get into them. Ah, you start one. You have to start one. I mean, you know, my mind's a my mind, I don't remember. Um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, life in Great Neck I and mean, stuff like that. I mean, oh, life in Great Neck. Life in Great Neck. What, uh, a, actually, place. what um, a place! You guys hang out with Andy Kaufman. I mean, was that around the same time periods? I mean, I don't know. I don't know Andy that. I don't think it was me. I don't know. Okay, because I know that Todd was, you know, kind of friendly with him along with Moogie around the same time. Just I guess as Naz was breaking up. That whole stuff was happening. Yeah, I remember after the Great Neck House. Um, right. Uh, we and right after, actually after the Great Neck House, I think we Todd and um, got the second album together in that house, and then we went to Europe and we came back. I believe that we wanted to split up. Todd and Carson wanted to live in the city in an apartment. And Tom and I just felt like, well, we'll live in the country. So we moved out farther on the island to Longport, which is way the hell out. Right. And we lived there for a little while until that's when we went to Texas. Where was most of the studio work that you were doing? Because I know that uh, we've done a couple of CDs together of all that um, outtakes and stuff. Where Uh was most of that stuff recorded for, like, the Fungal Bat Sessions? Where was it recorded? Yeah, was that in New York? Was that in Los Angeles? I think it was part. I think it was fifty-fifty. Some of it was Regent Sound. I think on New York City. Yeah. 
right? And um, I think maybe some of it might have been recorded here at uh, Sigma, right? But there really was this uh, only. There really wasn't very many places that we recorded other than uh, in New York, other than Regent, and maybe there was another one, but I can't remember the name. Yeah, we're still searching for live stuff, but we can never find any band um, performances live. I mean, you guys probably only did about twenty shows, but none of them have turned up. The only live thing that ever turned up was uh, was um, Train Cover Rolling. Right, which is from a demo, I think. That's not from a show. Wasn't that from one of your demos that you it took It was around? from a demo. Maybe it was. I thought it was live, but right. maybe it is from a demo. Yeah. But you gave That's, me some great pictures of you know of your hometown, Newport, of that show. Yeah. Those are some that wild actually, pictures. Yeah. The, the, um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, Sick Man did. Mm-hmm. With uh, Bun, uh, Tom, and Rick, there's a lot of that stuff. Bun just sent me a bunch of it, actually, from 1971. Oh, I'd love to see that. And um, there's some great stuff on there. Good, good. You can uh, tell I was young, man. I was really pouring it out. <laughs> well, I still have that little picture of you that you sent me. I think you have a, a set of guns on your side when you're like six years old. Yeah. Uh, talk about old pictures. Yeah, man. That was a cool one. I should post that one for you. Sure. On your YouTube site. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a better one. There's one of me and my brother standing outside um, our house at uh, in Nor- uh, Norfolk, Virginia. We were living in, um, my dad was in the Navy, so we were living in uh, military housing. And uh, I can't believe that I, um, what I'm wearing because I'm still the same, you know. My face is completely full of dirt. But I'm wearing a vest and uh and shirt. And a tie-dye shirt? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Still rocking it out. Everybody's got to do a buyer break. I know I have to, and i got to get off. All right, man. All right, Mike. All right, I'll speak to you soon, Duke. Hey, it's great hearing from you, and um, give Matthew a call. I definitely will. I speak to him you know, every couple of months. All right. All right, Very take good. care. Good seeing you. Or Utopia. Appreciate <laughs> you giving us a holler. All right, take care. Very good. All right, caller 614, you with us? Howdy, yes, sir, I am. Do you mind holding for a minute? Not at all, buddy. You can hang it? All right, okay, because we're going to take a little bio break for about two minutes. All right. And uh, we'll get right back with, with you, and then we're going to delve into some hardcore questions and get Stooky to have to do some really hard thinking on some stuff. So, all right, we're going to play Wildwood Blues from the first NAS CD, about two minutes of it, so that everybody that wants to take a bio break can. And... We're going to come right back and talk to Caller from 614 and then get in some more questions, so right after this break. Hi there. This is Prairie Prince. I'm the drummer for Todd Rundgren, the Tubes, the Jefferson Starship, and just about anybody else that wants to let me bang on my drum all day long. We are now listening to Rundgren Radio.
Wildwood Blues from the NAS. Caller 614, you're with Stuky. What's going on? Howdy, what an honor. This is Sammy from Columbus, Ohio. How you doing, fellas? What's your first name, man? Sammy. Sammy, how you doing? Fine, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Beautiful, Thanks beautiful. Talking. Nice to hear you. Yeah, hey, thank you very much. And yourself as well, bud. I uh, kind of got hip to you guys uh, kind of backwards. I was a big Todd head for a long time, and then, you know, at one point everybody hears about, wow, Todd was in a band before he was doing a solo thing, which, of course, led to having all your stuff and finding out that the retrospective foresight was very little of the actual NAS, which was a disappointment. But, uh, you know, there was, uh, are you familiar with that release at all? You have to be, I would guess. It's probably a stupid question. What's that? That retrospective foresight album that came out at one point, almost looked like a bootleg. It was a bunch of live NAS stuff. However, as it turns out, much to my disappointment, that the majority of it was recorded by a bunch of goons called the Great Imposters. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's got... I must like, have missed that, man. I must have missed that. What, well, kind you know, cover did, what kind of cover did it have? Did it have people sitting by a beach or something? Nah, it was this real stark kind of like a white... I mean, it definitely looked like a bootleg. It looked like whoever did the art direction for it was also the art director for, like, the first Sex Pistols album or something. You know, it's just basically somebody saying, well, let me eat this Quaalude and get this paintbrush out and maybe tape some pictures on here. And, uh, yeah, okay, it's done. But it was... Uh, there there were actually were a couple of live shots of you guys on the, on the cover. But, uh, like, there was a version of Open My Eyes on it that wasn't bad, but... I noticed in the bridge one of the chords was wrong, and I was thinking, man, there's there's no way. Please tell me, come on, what what is? And then, as it turns out, it's because these guys didn't quite, I guess, either care enough or didn't have it together enough to work the chord out. But I digress. Sorry about that. Imitation uh, is the most sincere form of flattery. Yeah, unless you're trying to make a buck off of somebody else's name, which is what I think these guys have to They figure maybe they thought we were all dead. So <laughs> I gotcha. One thing I was curious about, if you, if you don't mind me asking, um, on Aegis' site, she has a little clip of when you guys were on uh, a show on NBC called The Happening. That right. was that was on when I was well, well you know, I, I was about I think six six or seven when that came on but yeah it's on youtube yeah okay there you go All right, okay obviously that's not carson playing bass no and what exactly is the story behind that if you don't mind me asking well, carson was sick mm. 
but we had to do the show. So, you know, I really don't know who the guy was. <laughs> I'm thinking it was, um, I think he might have been from the Blues Magoos. Really? Yeah, I'm not positive. It doesn't okay. quote me on that. Uh, absolutely not. I'm not really sure who it was, but Carson was sick, so we needed a fill-in. But it wasn't it wasn't the bass player from uh, it wasn't the bass player from Paul Revere. I know that. Right, right. Back somewhere, I'd read that even they just some, pulled some some guy off the set that happened to like own a bass. You know. No, he was somebody. I can't, I just can't remember his name. It just escapes me. But he was somebody uh, that was actually an actual bass player. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Very cool. Man, I tell you, I had a thousand questions, and now I got you on the phone. <laughs> My ADD is rearing its ugly head. <laughs> so all the drummer jokes are true, so I apologize profusely. There you go. So you're a big NAS fan from back in the day, huh? I am, yeah. You know, uh, I was when really... When did you first pick up the NAS? I first got hit to the NAS, I would have to say, around 83, actually. Oh, that's Maybe. very good. Maybe a little bit later, because, you know, I, I dug up the Naz Naz album, first off, uh, and then, you know, you kind of look forward and you, and, you, and you look backward, and uh, some of that stuff was, was awesome. You know, um, I don't, some of those, like, even with the chord structures and stuff, that it was... Oh, yeah, Todd was a maniac with that, wasn't he? Well, yeah, you know, stuff like if that's the way you feel, and... and yeah. Uh, and, uh, Letters song. don't count. Letters don't count, exactly. You know, you, yeah. I personally haven't heard... Much of that going on from that time, there's a lot more depth going on, especially from, from guys that were so young. But that, you know, that song you were talking about, I mean, that video that you were talking about on the Happening Show? Yeah. The, the song we did, Not Wrong Long? Correct. Yes, sir. That was, uh, that was, the supposed, that was supposed to be the second, a, that was the second single. That was the A-side. Uh-huh. No kidding. And, yeah. And the chords, the chords in there are, you know, pretty simple, but... You look at Gonna Cry Today, that's uh -huh. on the second record. Yes, sir, no, well. Chords in there are... Uh, oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. Um, <laughs> it's really well, hard to play live. Oh, I bet, I bet. There's a, what would Zappa call that? There's a lot of statistical density going on. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> For the time. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, I'm sorry, but one more question if I could, please. Yeah, man, go ahead. What's wrong with that? I appreciate it very much. With, with, with some of that stuff like you were just talking about, with with, with the uh, with the kind of complicated chord structures and things, would would Todd generally just would he bring stuff in stuff done like more or less like sitting on piano? Yeah, you know, okay, I got this thing. Here's how the words go. Or, I mean, was there any any kind of process that took place more often than not when you guys were putting those things together? The first record, it was a. I would say the first album was a joint effort. Everybody was involved because we played. That's the kind of stuff. That's what Naz really was. The first record. Mm, mm, okay. Second record. I mean, that's what the Naz. We like. I I coined the phrase. You know what I like to call Naz rock. Yeah. Yeah. The first Ooh. album was Naz rock, and I got a couple songs on the second record that were Naz rock uh, oriented. Um, but um, the second record was a lot of studio stuff. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Like you said, we would bring it in, we'd learn it, record it. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, now, and with, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, with something like, say, Meridian Leeward, for example, uh -huh. um, was that, was there a, a, 
a lot of pre-production went into that because you know you've got the time change in the in the middle, and even with that kind of pseudo bossa nova that Tom was playing. Um, no, you know, I don't think so. I don't really think so I, necessarily. We learned our parts, and uh, we like to play together. Mm-hmm. The you know the we. Um, for the you know the basic structure of the song, we like to play together. I mean, I, you, of course, there was a lot of overdubs and a lot of production on certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, I got you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. So one more question. Of course, once again, all the drummer jokes are true. So I got to ask you a stupid question. Uh, I was, like I said, I was really young when you guys were coming up, and uh, uh, so but I got to ask. So who got the most votes in Tiger Beat? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was 16. Good question. <laughs> no. Oh, was it 16? I'm sorry. I'm a guy. I didn't read that stuff, you know. I don't know. I got a lot of fan mail. Yeah? Yeah, I got a lot of fan mail uh, from kids. and um, I mean, it, those, those kind of things make you humble. Yeah. And when you think about it later, they make they make you feel so cool. But you're still mm-hmm. humble, but it mean, kind of makes you feel cool, you know, that people actually are um, that interested and that excited to to know you and to want to get to know you. Oh, yeah, that's got to be a validating experience. Big about do, and, and you're doing something that you love to do. Yeah, that's and, a beautiful thing. You know, it, and me singing is something that God gave me, so. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, of course, like I said, I wasn't reading that. But usually anything I was reading, I was actually snatching from my dad and it had a centerfold. Ah, uh, you were reading those, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, you know, a picture, there's a picture in 16 Magazine that I have framed uh, here. And it's one that I'm very proud of. And uh, it's a picture of, there's two pictures of the Beatles on there. Uh-huh. And there's a picture of the monkeys. And then in the top right, there's a picture of Nance. Cool. Yow! Yep, Fast Company, brother. Is that a, is that a cover? Was, yeah, no, it was, on the, it was on the inside. It was on the inside, but it was so cool, man. I, I mean, that's really cool company. Well, yeah, something I can I imagine to, something I had to say. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I just thought of one more question, if I could. Yeah, man, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to be talking your night, dude. It's <laughs> all right. Um, okay, Listen, I'm going to do this again because I'm never. We're never going to get it. We're the, I haven't got to my questions yet. We got 37 minutes left, so it's all good. Keep going. I appreciate that. I'll shut up here in a second. No, um, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you have. Sticky worked in Fuse there, as I recall, if that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've not been able to find, I used to do studio work in Nashville, and I worked with this guy that was a keyboard player, but he was a drummer before that, and he was from Chicago, and he had mentioned that he had worked in what was an early version of something that went on to become Cheap Trick. Uh-huh. Um, do, would you by any chance, you, who was the drummer in Fuse, if you don't mind me asking? Before Tom Mooney, I don't know. Ah, okay. See, when I joined Fuse, see, Fuse did that first record, and then there was something that went on, and um, Rick got a hold of me through Todd, I believe, and then Mm -hmm. my parents, and then my parents, and then he got a hold of Tom um, Mooney and brought us both out to um, Rockford. Mm-hmm. And we would play f- as Fuse or Naz or whatever wacky name Rick could think of. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Uh, do you remember going to see, or did you ever go to see the band Elizabeth? 
which I believe Tom and I think Carson were both from that band, if I remember correctly. No, Todd and Carson. Uh, Tom and Carson. Tom Mooney and Carson. Uh, no, Tom was in a band called. Uh, uh, can't remember right now. Tom was in a different band. Carson was actually an art student at Philadelphia Art School. Todd was in a band called Woody's Truck Stop. And I was in a band called Elizabeth. Right. I left Elizabeth to go with Todd, who was forming Naz with Carson and Tom. Mm. Okay. 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 Elizabeth, yeah, we're j- good. I'm sorry. And Elizabeth became their own entity. Okay. They did their own gotcha. records with uh, Vanguard or something. Like that. Ah, I got you. Okay, and real quick, where'd you get the striped suits and some of those early pictures where you still <laughs> had short hair? <laughs> you're really, I bet, I bet you wish it all would really go away at this point. <laughs> no, you mean in the in the video? Well, there, there are some pictures that I've seen where it looked really early on. In fact, you had glasses on and you had sh- uh, short hair, and you guys were all wearing oh those suits. Yeah, I got my hand in my pocket in my vest, and Todd's making a wacky face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the suits that we wore to our first professional gig. <laughs> Philadelphia in July, and they were wool suits. Oh my God, you guys must have been fun. We got them at the Lion's Den in Philadelphia. They were oh, that's cool. Ironic. That's they ironic. Cool. Seen a porn store here in Ohio. Ruffle shirts. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we opened up for the Doors. No kidding. Yeah, at Philadelphia Memorial Hall or something. Philadelphia Town Hall, it was called. Wow. That's awesome, man. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I think I'm going through sensory overload here, so I'm going to let you guys get back to the professional stuff. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, gentlemen. Have a great yeah. night, all right? Hey, thanks a lot. We appreciate you giving us a call. Thank you. All right. Well, Stooky, time is flying. I'm going to get some of my questions, but we have a return phone call, I believe, from yes. the one. The only, maybe two of them. We haven't confirmed yet whether or not this is a fake story about the sister, Darnell. What's up? Hey, oh. I'm just going to clarify a few things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex, for $100 under six music. Um, See, I know she'd go back. If I, if, I, if I said something that was... <laughs> she it's took me, Darnell. Okay. Correct me. Tom Mooney was in the Munchkins. Munchkins, right? yes. And um, what else? Oh, wasn't it... and and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I keep thinking Paul Revere was in one of those videos, but wasn't Jim Lowe? That was it. Jim Lowe, there you it go. It was Jim Lowe, right? Okay, I haven't lost my mind. And then what was there the other you go. person? Oh, and Mooney won for the Teen Beat. Um, cutest one in the band. Who did? Tom Mooney. Tom I call him Mooney. I ne- I've never called him Tom. I always call him yeah. Mooney. Mooney, yeah, he, yeah he, was, he was the heartthrob. He was, he was the heartthrob of the band. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's not what some of the magazines were saying I was reading. What did what, they say? They said that Stooky was the man. Oh, really? Well, you know, Stooky. I don't know. Maybe different I'm wrong. Folks, you know, different magazine. Yeah. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. But Todd, what was her name? Gloria Stivers or Gloria Stevens? Right, right. Gloria, she loved Tom. She loved perfect. Tom. perfect. He pushes hair, pushes hair, you know, in front of his eyes and pushes his lips out a little bit. And yeah. He's really cute. Yeah. He was pretty much a Weisenheimer back in those days, too. Yeah, 
Okay, just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, thank you for coming. Those are because I couldn't remember Munchkins or Jim. Yeah, Rose. I know. It's I have a really good memory for stuff like that. I and like yeah, I was sure saying to did. friends, I can't find my keys, but I can it's tell you facts from way back when. Time and a long yeah. day to go. Will you be well? You too. I'll talk to All you right. later. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I've got to find this quote. I was reading, you know, one of these. One of these little teenage magazines about you, Sticky, they, they were they were saying good things about you being, you know, the man. They, they actually were talking about actually what it was, I believe, was when they they wanted you front and center as the singer stuff. Because part of it, uh, not that they were saying anything, you know, that your voice wasn't good. It was that they said also that you were the man for, uh, you know, attracting the ladies to come to the shows. Well, that's great. Yeah, you gotta like that. I gotta like that. Could be worse. You could be the guy who Todd could be worse. We got to get I, you a woman for. <laughs> I'm the exact. Uh, I'm the exact same size I was when I. Uh, there you go. When I was in the net, yeah. probably even lighter. All right. Uh, after the after after my uh, my situation, I I lost 20 pounds and I can't gain it back. So. Oh really? Yeah, I'm 160 now and I'm six foot three. So I'm just. Uh, Tom Mooney's bald, 300 pounds. Skin and bones, you know? Yeah, I don't really know that if he is. I'm just kidding. All right, so we were talking about the magazine. The guy brought up Teen Beat, and I know you're in 16 Magazine. And on a, on a more serious note, there was John Curlin, you know, back then. Todd had said that he over-promoted the teenage aspect of the band. Would you agree with that? Well... I didn't think that it, I guess that's the way we, uh, you know, they were trying to make us the American Beatles, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the management was. But the whole point was, it's okay to do that. But they lost perspective on the fact that we need to go out and sell this stuff by playing it in front of people. Mm-hmm. All the mag, you can put us in all the magazines you want, and all the photo shoots, we could go all photo shoots, blah, 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 and get bored out of our mind, and... You know, end up, uh, you know, end up breaking up. I guess. Yeah. Where were these photo sheets? I mean, did they come to you? Did you have to go somewhere and they last all day? What was that like? Oh, we would go here. We go there. I mean, you know, do pictures for this and get our haircuts for that. Get a picture taken <laughs> here, and you know, our management. It, it's, it's. It's. He was just limo crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now he, he would a, ask. What? He would ask for so much money that people wouldn't 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 buy it because hey, who are you? Yeah. You hadn't got there yet. You need to keep You're trying to sell it on paper, mm-hmm. and you know you need to sell it for real. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Well, the sad thing was you you were talented enough, but he just wasn't showing it off enough. You know. Right. Probably, we should have been on the road yeah. traveling in the bus yeah. and and uh, just playing and you know honing our craft. You know, yeah. cheap trick. Cheap trick masters at that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are others, but they're the only ones that I'm familiar with. Now, they also there was reports that Carlin had started to play you guys against each other. He had some kind of game he was playing. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, you know, I don't see it as that. I um, you got to remember, I was 20 years old, and I was living my dream. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, I left I left Newport uh, and, and just happened to end up in Philadelphia because the vehicle I was driving blew up here. 
Mm. Or otherwise, it, it wouldn't uh, happen. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. I was on my way to Florida. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I was living my dream, and as far as I know, this guy said he had my back, and I believed him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what uh, behind the scenes. I'm not a real nosy kind of guy. Right. And, you know, I expect people that uh, are telling me they love me to tell me the truth and be honest with me. So, Well, speaking of, of love, and this may be kind of deep, but apparently Curlin had said at one time that Todd was incapable of feeling real love, and some theorized that you know Curlin had this thing for Todd. He was uh, apparently a closet homosexual, but at the same time it may have a different meaning you know, outside of, of, of sexual love. What, what would you say... Uh, oh, he was—he was struck by you know he's Todd was a genius to him, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he was uh, and like you know you can't take away anything from Todd. Todd does what he does, and um, <clears throat> you know I benefited from singing his songs, um, and I'm still singing some of the songs. And um, I loved what I did, and I loved the work, you know. So um, not really much you can say about that. But I don't know. You know, like I said, I, mean, I really wasn't a nosy guy. Mm-hmm. I was living my dream. I was high on just life. Right. And I was living in New York. <laughs> living the high life. Yeah. Well, y'all had a great situation, but yet, you know, Curlin eventually, do you remember where you were when you heard that he had committed suicide and what were your thoughts at that time? Did Were you shocked? No. He was, kind of, he was that kind of guy, I guess. Really? You know, I'm not, but um, the last time I saw him was in Houston, Texas, and I was poor. I had no money <clears throat> after Naz broke up. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was... Uh, let me get a drink here. In my life, in my in my career, was I should have after the band broke up, I should have went back to New York and kept toning my craft, and I didn't. But <clears throat> that was the last time I saw him was down there, and I can't remember where I was, or um, you know, my emotions towards him were that uh, I really didn't like him very much for what he did to the band at the end. You know, he left Tom and I in Texas high and dry. Tom told, told us that the uh, office was closing and we're in Dallas and, and we're sending money from gigs that we had back to them. <laughs> you were sending money back to... His well, group? yeah, we would. Yeah, yeah, they would get the our manager would get the money because the gigs would go through them. Mm-hmm. So, and then well, it's high and dry down there. Me and Tom. Um, I mean, it's. Well, I stayed down there. I stayed down there, and um, that was my first, uh, my first experience with uh, any kind of um, any kind of getting high. Was it after Naz broke up? Yeah. Really? I mean, I smoked a joint once in a while with Naz. But it was funny. I had to go out in the backyard 
in the um, and sit underneath a tree at two o'clock in the morning. Why was that? Ah, uh, because it wasn't allowed in the house. This when was when we lived in Great Neck. This was in Great Neck, yeah. <laughs> now, but I yeah. mean, nobody nobody did anything. It was like me. I was, you know, novice. I never really did it before. Mm-hmm. The only thing I ever did was drink beer. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was a, a pretty young age, and I sit back and I go, "What would I have been like at that age with that kind of success?" And I just I'm thankful that it it didn't happen because I don't think I would have been a very likable person, and I probably would have uh, who knows what I would have got into. So you know the fact that that you're still here and you're you're still doing all right is a is a testament to me because I mean I just look back and go man, you know I watch these kids now that get on these TV shows at that age and I go they're going to regret that one day they're going to regret it big time. <laughs> but uh, I mean w- would you if you could go back? Well, no, I don't know if that generation has regret. Yeah, maybe not. You may be right. But if you could go back, I mean, would you, you know, wouldn't it be nice if this would have happened to you maybe when you were 25? You know, a little bit older, maybe, you know, more experienced in life. You know, do you think part of the problem, you know, with the with the breakup of the whole situation was just being so young? Well, I guess it was believing in, in uh, I guess it was, you know, it was, you know, we left, we left the, the uh, business up to, Kerland and uh, Mike Friedman was his name. We left it up to them, and uh, you know they said they had our back. You know, even our parents. You know, they wrote letters to our parents saying we they'd have our back and we'd have money in the bank and blah 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 blah. So they had they had it. Our parents even believe in. Yeah. What is it about show business where these kind of people pop up? Though it seems like. Every single artist has been through this, where they're suing people for their rights to songs. They quit their agents. They quit their labels. Nobody stays together in the music business. Period. It's like baseball, isn't it? It's, it's weird. Like free agency. Yeah. What is? Yeah, but you know, then it's not necessarily it's business more than it is personal problems and issues. You know, I mean, free agency you move because somebody offers you more money. You know, in, in the music business and show business, it seems like people get screwed over all the time. Especially they move because young and they naive. can't get along. You know, it's yeah. personality. I mean, there's guys that, you know, uh, you look at their resumes and you, you think these people should be multimillionaires, and yet they're not. And and, and there's people that have these, you know, that you read these stories, uh, uh, they write these songs and they get nothing for it. And these songs that are still being played today and they're getting nothing from it. Uh, right. It's weird. And I think the Monkees may be one of these examples. You talked about them earlier. You know, they... They apparently didn't get any money, really, from what they did back in the day. Yeah, I know. Peter Tork is still touring around. I yeah. see him once in a while around. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh... That's bizarre. Said, you know, we got screwed uh, right before... Right after we broke up and, and right after, like, 1970 and 71. Mm-hmm. Right after Woodstock happened. Mm-hmm. And... It took a year or two, but right after that, because um, the NAS was already broke up by Woodstock, by Woodstock, because NAS played the Texas International Pop Festival with two new guys mm-hmm. on bass and guitar. Greg Zimpler on bass and Craig Boland was on guitar. Yeah. And Tom and I. You ever try to get those guys to get back together with you and do some touring? What, the rest of the band? Yeah, the guys that played with you, the ones you just mentioned. No, one's dead, I think. Oh, I think yeah? they're both I think they both might be dead. They I'm both not, passed away, wow. 
Okay. I think I'm not Impressive. sure of that, but I'm yeah. uh, under that impression. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, but uh, so the band was broken up by then, and but after that, in my opinion, after that, it was the um, the masses of the revolution as far as the music business go, and people wanting to buy music and go see it and tour, you know, blah 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 blah. So the artists all of a sudden took over the record companies instead of because for years it was the opposite way. Right. Record companies owned the late, owned everything. That's what happened with us. And they owned everything because our management sold everything to them to get advanced money so they could pay our rent and pay the bills for your office and not but but not send us out and tour. I, I didn't you know so you're saying there's, nothing I could have done, there's nothing I could have done about it then. Yeah, sure, exactly. You were too, you were young, and you know, you know you had to you had to roll with it and trust these people, and unfortunately it didn't pan out. So I mean, I guess it sounds like to me you're 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 going to say if you had to pick, you know, what was the biggest reason for the breakup? It's going to be Curlin's management. Would that be fair to say? I'd say the biggest thing that happened to the band is that we weren't we weren't acting like a band. We were acting like, you know, maybe that's where Todd gets it from. Um, we were acting like teeny boppers. A teeny bopper band, you know what I mean? Yeah, which again was... We weren't, you know, we weren't the monkeys. Right. When you hear that first record, that's what the NAS sounded like. Not the monkeys. I mean, we never did half of that stuff on the second record live. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the only one that's ever done that stuff live. I don't think Todd has done Letters Don't Count. I've done that live. I've done Gonna Cry Today Live. Mm-hmm. I've done, um, <clears throat> you know, a few things. Mm-hmm. But I had never performed those. You know, we were like the first record. That's Naz. That's really what Naz is all about. We were a three-piece band, occasionally a keyboard. But we were kick-ass. No doubt you know? about that. Loud. Yeah. We're like who, from, you know, the who, we were who-oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, we were wanted to be the who, I think. In a way, sure. Sure. As far as well, performers, those are our like, idols, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I swung the microphone for a while until um, <laughs> until they kept. We, there was no, we couldn't figure out a way to keep it on the end. Yeah. <laughs> and it would fly off, and I think, <laughs> I think it was. I think the last time I did it, um, <laughs> the last time I swung a microphone was. The time it wrapped around Carson's face, <laughs> the neck. Oh, yeah. 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 That's okay. the last time. Now that yeah. I tell you, uh, Raltry could do that pretty well. Whatever he he had that one down pat. But yeah, man, he did it. You know, I yeah. I gave it up because I you know I wanted to swing it like a lasso. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wouldn't stay on. I'd lose the microphone. Too, well, you seem definitely you know you know it seems like you reflect back and you look back you you know you know you were young and. You very you seem to be very content and happy now, but I know there were some issues with Todd had said something in Rolling Stone. Yep, he, he badmouthed me, you know, so I and I can't understand why. He still had to talk about me on the anthology album, like where was the origin of Stooky? This was how long ago was this? The anthology? Yeah, uh, a couple of years, a few years. That anthology album, Open My Eyes, has mm-hmm. all the tunes on it. Mm-hmm. It has all the tunes except 
two that Tom and I wrote called uh, It Must Be Everywhere and Sydney's Lunchbox. The, the, uh-huh. right. Which I released on a 45. Right. Which apparently there was uh, some company that released all three Nas albums individually again and put all these outtakes that I released. Because mm-hmm. I, I put, um, I put um, some stuff on vinyl for kicks and right. I put... Um, Sydney's lunchbox, and if that's the way you feel, on a red 45. Because it never made the album that you wanted it to. It was supposed to be intended for. No, it was supposed to be done for the second record. Right. Okay. So it didn't make it. it never made the third. Mm-hmm. So I put it out. Now, are you still are you still upset about those comments? No. I mean, would they make? Not really. You know, it'd be nice if you. It'd be nice if you. I don't need a face-to-face apology, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to hear him say something, uh, take it back in print. That would all be I asked. I see. Well, now, was he talking about something, was he referring to things that happened when you guys were, you know, in your... No, he called me a, he, I, I believe he called me a drug addict and a drunk, or Pro- not a drunk, a hoodlum. When you were 20? Yeah. Okay. So he was saying back in the... But I didn't do drugs. Right. I didn't do drugs. I might have smoked weed. Mm-hmm. Once or twice in the backyard because I was so damn paranoid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and being a, with a hoodlum comment, I don't know where that came. I, I came from. I saved his ass from getting his ass kicked a few times. <laughs> but he was a wise ass. <laughs> Maybe hoodlum was a good thing then. And, and still, <laughs> and, and bodyguard, probably, yeah, and probably still is a wise ass. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, I don't know. We always change, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I haven't really followed Todd, and it, you know, we—I don't think we parted as friends. And uh, well, you haven't talked to him since '71, you said. No, nah, that's it. Wow. Or maybe even sooner. Maybe even sooner than that. I don't it's really a shame. Remember. Yeah. Because I was with Fuse. I was with Rick Nielsen and Tom Peterson and Bun back in those days. So. Yeah, I gotta think. Let's see, that is. Darnell would know because Darnell would know because Carson went right out to California. Yeah. I gotta think both of y'all have changed a lot since then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so. I, I, w- I would think. I mean, that's 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 a pretty good while back. But uh, we got another caller. Let's take that. I don't want to leave anybody out tonight. Seven one four. Hey Doug, how are you? Hey OC Sherry, right? This is Sherry, yes. What's up? Uh-huh. Didn't recognize these pants. Good. What's up? <laughs> hi Stuky. I, I just wanted to say hi. Hi Sherry. Where are you yeah. from? I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I live oh. in Orange County, California now. That's nice. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, actually, one of the reasons I wanted to call in is I'm a, I'm a frequent caller and listener, and um, normally we um, we get a question from one of the guests, Cruiser Mel, and I thought I'd call in cause, since she can't be on tonight. Thank you, O.C. Sherry. She actually sent me a clip, and I can't find it to save my life, and it was uh, she's got a big neighborhood association meeting, so I appreciate you calling and taking care of this for me. <laughs> I don't know if I could do quite such a good job as she does, but anyway, the question is, Stuky, that um, when you're on the road with, you know, just traveling anywhere, what do you do about laundry if you don't have real good access to, you know, doing your laundry at home at all? Well, you have to find time. What if there is no time? <laughs> one, one gig to another. Well, you have to make time or you uh, <laughs> buy new stuff. Yeah, just buy new stuff. In the NAS days, they probably just bought new London clothes, yeah. Yeah, you know, with, with the NAS in the old days, we had our 
our, you know, we had our regular clothes and we had a, a bag with us, just, um, um, stage clothes and try to keep those as clean as, you know, you wear them forever. Sometimes. How did you do that, though? You just, uh, you you know, you got to take care take of Take them out? <laughs> hang them up? You got to take care of it. You know, you got to hang them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to take them off after the show and put your rags on and hang your good stuff up. Uh-huh. And anything else you need, you buy it. You throw away the bad stuff and instead of washing it and buy new stuff. Okay. There you go. Well, well, thank you for for answering. I appreciate it. That's a great question. Yeah, we get it every show. We've got some interesting stories. Got a great question. Who? Who? Um, that's a who would think of that? But uh, that's the that's, that's a Melinda thing. Cruiser Mel's gonna write a book about this, and she's because you, know, you can't you can't carry everything. No. Well, you'll say you go on tour and you're out, you know, five nights in a row. You so you're playing all night, and you you know you get back to the hotel at midnight or whatever, and go to sleep. You know what, what's up with the next day? Do you wear the same thing? Do you clean it? You know, we've heard some interesting stories, including uh, cleaning in the sink at the hotel room. Well, you can wash your socks out there. Yep, yep. That's always a good one. All kind of stuff. What did, did Jesse say that he just buys multiple pairs of socks? Or That's right. Somebody said clothes. multiple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bass player, my bass player has been on the road with uh, Sebastian Bach and uh, Richie Scarlett other people and um that's what he would always do they would always throw it away <laughs> and you know, they need to replace it you know most of the day they would throw it away they'd bring a certain amount and then replace it nice uh-huh. what else are you gonna do you can't uh give it to anybody <laughs> <laughs> well auction it off nowadays you know somebody you don't like <laughs> and, you know, somebody and most most uh most magicians i know don't are too lazy to wash in this thing so <laughs> Only the conscientious guys. There you go. <laughs> well, it was it was good to talk to you, and I'm I'm glad I could like lighten it up a little bit too. <laughs> oh, very nice. Thanks. Thank you for calling. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing more of your stuff too, Stooky. So thanks for very being much. on the show too. Well, she's you trying to say is you need to go to California. <laughs> oh, I have family in California. There you go. You really? Uh-huh. Show. Yeah. I have family in New York. <laughs> Nevada, in Orange County. Uh-huh. I have people in uh, Marin County. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, that's Northern California. Yeah, right. Yeah. All Well, take care, and I uh, hope to see you again soon. Uh, right. You can't. You, you'll see me. You can get every. You can get all the information on MySpace. It's a NAS featuring Stooky. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering in the chat my ass if you had a MySpace. Yeah, you can also get it uh, through uh, our agent's website, Pat Horgan Talent. Okay, I will find it. Good. Sure. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna put the links up on the. Rugman Radio links too, if you want. Yeah, to and I'm going to listen to the archive because I came into the show really late. Okay, yeah, we got all that information. Yeah, the yeah. West Coast calling in. in late. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when Cruiser Mel listens to the archive, uh, shout out to you, babe. Okay, there you bye. go. OC <laughs> Sherry saving the day because if I didn't ask that question, I would be. Uh-oh. I'd be <laughs> in a lot of hot water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cruiser have a good Mel. evening. Bye, Doug. Talk bye, bye. Thanks, OC Sherry. Okay, bye. By the way, she did a great job last week, uh, co-host, uh, guest hosting for the show. I meant to mention that earlier oh. on the show. She was. Uh, she great. filled in for me a couple times. She's from Dallas, Texas. Cool. I oh, loved yeah. Dallas when I was there. Yeah. 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 But back in the seventies, when we were there, it was tough with the long hair. <laughs> yeah, it's a song, you know. After the Naz broke up, uh, you know, we were still staying there. And I can remember I was getting busted every day. Really? 
Yeah, and I'd spend overnight in jail because they could bust you and and keep you, you know, on whatever. And they didn't, they didn't like the long hair back then. Huh? No, no, no. And uh, so I'm standing in line one day. If this guy's listening, God bless him <laughs> because he changed my life. Yeah. I'm standing in line one day and. Um, this guy comes up behind me and he says, Stooky. And, you know, nobody knew me had that name in jail. You know, he's got to give me a license. So, And um, I, I turned around and it was this jailer. And he said, Listen. And I said, How do you know me? He says, I like, I follow good singers and keyboard players. And I said, Oh. He said, Listen, do me a, listen, do yourself a favor. They're going to do this to you every day. So just leave. So I did. I went to Houston. <laughs> And I had a great time in Houston. Yeah? Yeah, way back when, way before liquor by the drink, when you couldn't buy anything in the bars, you know, you had to bring your own. <laughs> and they would sell you setups. They would sell you a glass of ice for a dollar. I'll tell you what, I, I prefer that. Sure would be yeah. a lot cheaper to go out. Yeah. Man, they're killing uh, you now. You go out to get a drink, it's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, of course, I don't drink anymore, but no? I couldn't I couldn't afford to drink out, out today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Funny, you know, I'm I'm a disabled uh, old white guy. You know, I'm. So you're totally clean now, as far as drinking. You can't. Is it uh, you can, or you just choose not to? Well, it's I choose not to. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but um, my real feeling is I'm carrying around two souls in my inside of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because part of the soul that this liver belonged to, I think, still stays with. With, uh, the, it has to some of the energy um, <clears throat> but um, no I wouldn't do it I couldn't live with myself Yeah. Thank no you. I'd end up committing suicide mm. we don't want to see that happen no so you know and really uh, I don't miss it I don't miss it at all and uh, when I when I stopped I didn't miss it the day after you know? yeah. uh, it was just you have to sometimes you have to turn the light off and turn another one on, and you don't look back. Right. You just because. Well, man, it sounds like you're doing fine with that. You guys, you sound like you about to have a a really good time. But the tour. Really having positive attitude. Shows, absolutely. I've, I've had a good positive stuff. attitude for a long time, and good. I guess it's what keeps me going. Absolutely. You know, when I step on stage, I feel like I'm 20 years old. I bet. I bet. Great experience. All right, well, we can run out about five minutes left. I want to ask you a couple questions. I got on my list. Okay. I can knock these out. And they're about their word association, I guess, for lack of a better term. But the Naz name, uh, you know, apparently was from the Yardbirds B side. They used to refer to it. Uh, they, the guy used to call Naz Jesus. It was the same thing. Is, is that Naz or Blue is the B side of the, the Yardbirds forty? And that's exactly where it came from, right? Right. No. So there was two. There's two. There's two places that, you know, it came from. I mean, I, at the same time the the, the Yardbirds did that, Nazar Blue, there was a guy that we we all listened to called Lord Buckley. Uh-huh. And he was a, he um, used to preach Bible stories. And he referred to Christ as the Nazarene. But he shortened it up to, and he called him the Naz. Mm-hmm. And um, it was spelled with one Z. So, um, so you that's like where that. the most places that it originates from. Okay. All right. I mean, now, 
is it true? Who was the first rapper? Go ahead. Uh, is it true that Alice Cooper had that name before yes, you? Yes, it is. Uh, at the same time, before you guys, after you guys, how did that work out? Well, it worked out that it was after us. We had already recorded a record, so because of that, we got dibs. <laughs> did you have? Was it just a courtesy as musicians, or did you have like a trademark on it or whatever? I like believe it was just something that the lawyers worked out, you know, okay. and the record company worked out. So did you ever you get know, to meet Alice Cooper and talk about that? No, I never did. No? I met his daughter. Yeah? Yeah, I met his daughter. She came to, uh, she was going out with some friends. Uh, we did some recording at uh, our guitar player studio, Nebula's own recording. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Met the daughter. Yeah. Never Alice. I'd love to. My uh, my keyboard player wants to meet her, meet him because he wants to play golf. Yeah. My keyboard player is a big golf player. Golf. Player. <laughs> Alice Cooper is a very good golf player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so funny watching him play golf. So, another name I'm trying to figure out. What is up with Fungo Bat? What's the story behind that? Fungo Bat. Fungo Bat is. Uh, was a word that we just had a lot of fun with back, you know, when we uh, we were all together, you know, like sitting around. Fungal bat was a, or is, a <clears throat> an actual baseball bat. Okay. But it's it's made it's almost the shape of a uh, broom uh, handle, except it's a little wider at the top, mm-hmm. but not much. It's not as wide as a real bat. Right. And um, coaches would use it for infield practice. Okay. So that they wouldn't hit the ball as hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they don't want to bust the players while you're giving them pepper. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what a fungo bat is. And, um, you know, it was room, I guess, I guess. Hello, everybody. For some reason, my phone just cut off, and we lost Stooky, so we don't get to finish the Fungo Bat story unless he calls me right back. We're going to go in the archives here in a couple minutes. I'm going to play several clips he sent me. I apologize I didn't play them during the live show, but I was having a good time talking to him, and so many people were calling in that we wanted to keep rolling. So if you don't get to hear this now, come back, check the archives, and listen to these songs. And if he calls back, I will finish the Fungo Bat story. All right, so we're going to start with this one is Baby Godzilla. There you go, Stooky, Baby Godzilla. Here we go with Birdland Things. Birdland Things. 
right, that was Birdland thing. Hello, we got a caller nine seven two. Nine seven two. Hello. Okay, so Stuky hasn't called back. Unfortunately, I'm trying to get in touch with him. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. My phone just hung up all of a sudden. That's kind of bizarre. Here's another one he sent me. This is called This One's For You. Enjoy. That's another song by Stuky. That's called This One's For You. Just got in touch with him. He's about to call back, so we're going to finish the Fungo Bat story, and then we're going to play another song, and we'll call it a wrap. I wanted to find out what the deal is on this song, because I'm not sure it's what it was titled when I got it, and it's got a lot of a uh, little Hello, It's Me action in it. So 972, if you wanted to say something, you're still with us. But if you're just calling to listen in, that's cool, too. And uh, I know who that is. I see how you roll. All right, so Stuky is supposed to be calling me back, and we will finish this discussion. Let's see if i got something else I can play for you by Stu. Why don't we play a promo, and we'll wait on Mr. Stu. Hi, this is John Montagna, bassist with the Alan Parsons Live Project and from the Spring 2007 Todd Rundgren Tour. My new CD called Senza is available right now. Go to my website, johnmontagna.com. And follow the links to pick up your copy. It's also available on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Rundgren Radio. Hi, this is John Forensic, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. Okay, my guess is Stuky's having a problem calling in because we're in the archives, so I'm going to play Open My Eyes just for a minute. I'll be right back. Underneath your gaze I was found in the age I'm wondering. 
talking about? Trying to wrap. All right. Let's see. There we go. Okay, I got Stiggy back on. He's having. He could probably get in because we're in the archives. So we were finishing up the fungo bat story. Let's just start from the scratch. I was asking what the deal is. You explained to me that it was a practice bat, and then we got cut off. Yeah, well, that's what they used it for, and then you know, and then uh, it, you know, it was like a it was like a fun thing that we were thinking about naming the second record that I believe, and um, instead of Naz Naz. But it just never came to be, you know. Naz yeah. Naz was it, and um, <clears throat> that was the end of Fungo Bat. It was just—it's like a little story, you know, that people can, uh, you know, hang on to. You know, the Fungo Bat sessions. To them, it's cool, you know. <laughs> you no, know, it's like a story from any band. Yeah. You know, it's like the Fungo Bat sessions was the second record. Right. You know, I guess, um, you know. Todd coming into this, playing, playing this, giving this, giving me the words, sing this, okay, let's do this, okay, let's do it better, blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. We just, you know, learned and wrote, you know, wrote and learned the songs in the studio and then did them. Remarkable. It came out so great. So, we did some things at uh, Sigma Sound Studios, too. We did... Most of it in California. Tell me a little bit about Sigma Sound Studios. Great place. Still is a great place. All the great Philly stuff came out of there. You know, Gamble and Huff. Mm-hmm. And we worked with an engineer called Joe Tarsia, who was um, great. You know, he ended up being a great engineer and working with everybody. And um, Sigma was just a great place. Back in those days, they used baffles to separate the bands, you know, and separate the instruments. Hmm. They, I don't know, positively sure, but I don't think they had a drum room back then, so. <laughs> All right, well, I played some songs while I was waiting on you. I'm um, sorry we didn't play them on the live show, but we were having so much fun. And I did play Baby Godzilla. Good. Is there anything you want to say about that song? Huh? I played a, a clip of it about a minute of Baby Godzilla. Is there anything specific yeah. you'd like to say about that song? Yeah, Baby Godzilla is a, a great tune, um, and uh, you know the lyrics are great. The, the, just the whole idea. I mean, that's what Naz is all about. That's Naz rock right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same vein. Uh, uh, you know, all of our stuff is like that. And, um, so tell me about Birdland things. I played that too. A minute clip of that. Uh-huh. Well, just let me finish with Baby oh, Godzilla. Oh, you still go? Okay. It's, Sorry, be on, sure. it's, it's on a, um, a Halloween album that's going to be released. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, this Halloween. Okay. I'm not sure of the name of it yet, but uh, it'll be up uh, on you know both sites. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very nice. <clears throat> the Birdland Thing, huh? Yeah, Birdland Thing was another one. Birdland Thing. Well, the inspiration came from uh, a green bird that I had. <laughs> little green finch. Yeah. And you know, I, will, and I used to keep him on the back porch, and he used to sing back there all day long, and, you know, he'd pick up, he'd be singing with the birds that would hang in the backyard, you know, he'd learn their tune and sing it with them. Mm-hmm. So, he, as birds will do, a little, he's a little bird, and uh, as birds will do, they fly back and forth on their perch. You know what I mean? Like, not, not just jumping back and forth, running back and forth with their feet, Mm-hmm. You know, bouncing their head all around, you know, something that birds do. And it just became the Birdland thing. And uh Birdland thing is, uh, doing the Birdland thing is doing whatever you think is, 
makes you feel good, you know. Yeah. We all have something. To, we all have something to offer in this world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're doing, if you're doing the Birdland thing, you're all right. You're doing good. <laughs> doing good because you're doing what you love and you're being yeah. yourself. There you being go. Yourself. You're in your happy place. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. So now I played a one-minute clip from this one's for you. Uh huh. Tell me a little bit about for that. You is the first song that I really actually wrote um, when I started, when I came back to doing music full time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife got wind of it and she said, better be about me. <laughs> and your response so, was? And, yes, that song was, and that song was, is about my wife. There you go. It is now. Guaranteed. All right, so this song here, too. huh? It was then too. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's Talk good. to the duck. Are you playing Talk to the Duck? Talk to the Duck is the one I haven't played. I, this is the one where you, it's Hello, it's me type version. It's different. Okay. Is that supposed to be? No, it's the slow version. Sure. Go ahead. I mean, is it supposed to have Hello, it's me in it? I I suppose so. Okay. Whatever All you right. got. Here you go. you tell me what this is. Good. This is a minute and thirteen second clip I took from Talk to Talk the Duck. Talk. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Doug, can you hear me? Unless you get in trouble. If you get in trouble, blame it on me. All right, we're back, Stooky. This is uh, we're trying to figure out who to blame for the disconnect earlier. No big deal. It all shows up in the archives. That's You'll get great. to hear it. So if uh, that was that was not talk to the duck. All right. That was hello. It's crazy me on acid. <laughs> all right. Good job. <laughs> so you got hello. It's crazy me. Hello. It's crazy me on acid, and then the hello. It's me. And then right. we got hello. It's crazy me in Vegas. In Vegas, all right. Yeah. Now three versions. Three versions. All on the, um, all on the Hello, it's Crazy Me CD. Okay. Where can people get that? You can get it at a site called itsaboutmusic.com. Yeah. It's about music, and I guess yeah, it doesn't you can have Google. A... You can Google it, and you'll find it. Yeah. Hello, it's Crazy Me. Yeah, it's been out for a while. What else is on there? Um. Three of those Birdland things on there. Baby Godzilla. There's a song called Down That Lonely Road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song called World Blues, which is an instrumental. Uh, uh, what else is on there? Uh, this one's for you is on there, and uh, Talk to the Duck. Talk. So we'll get to hear the real Talk to the Duck. Yeah, and 
there's also it's a it's a multimedia CD. It's also got uh, a couple of videos on it, and oh, cool. uh, I believe I believe the videos are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's about 50 pictures. A lot of guitar in there. He's playing guitar on it. Otto. Otto. Okay. He's the man. He's the man. Sounds good. He's yeah. the man. He's getting He's down on it. No doubt about it. Now, I, I see the baby Godzilla, and it just brings back the idea of this um, Naz versus Todzilla. What was, yeah, right. what's, what's, what's that about? <laughs> well, we wanted to say Naz versus Godzilla because of the photograph, because of the of the drawing on the front. That drawing was done by Carson. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I actually have I actually have the actual page um, that it was in. It was in Sixteen Magazine. Really? Yeah, I actually have the page. Cool. And Mike Adrian, um, Mike Adrian, the gentleman that called in mm-hmm. earlier, right? He was instrumental in helping me put that together. Mm-hmm. So y'all had to change it to Toddzilla because of Godzilla or something? Yeah, Godzilla like people it. gave us a hard time. They didn't care that you named the song Baby Godzilla, though? No, they haven't said anything. And um, you'll see, if you go to MySpace page, uh, there's a video, an animated video of uh, Baby Godzilla on on YouTube. And I put it it on the MySpace page. And no one said anything yet to us. and Somehow they is, found out about the Naz versus Godzilla and said no. I have no idea. That's weird. Yeah. But, uh, but, um... Now, did you know there's a Utopia versus Todd CD out as well? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just kind of Utopia songs. Of course, Todd was in Utopia, but Utopia songs and then Todd songs. It's it's two CDs. It's kind of funny because it's, uh, you know, it goes, it, you know, you got the uh-huh. Naz versus Todd, Utopia yeah. versus Todd. Yeah, right. I need a Woody's truck stop versus Todd, and we have a complete set. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it all, man. It's wherever else. Too much, man. Yeah, so uh, Utopia versus Toddzilla was you guys live, is that right? Or no? No, no, no. Um, what was on it? I don't remember what the hell was on it. Yeah? Something you couldn't get in the other three CDs, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, nice. that might be actually that might be the one that 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 uh, CD um, has a lot of stuff on it that Todd sings. Really? Like remember that controversy to set a rumor straight? There's a rumor going around. I was all over the place that uh, I apparently <laughs> when the band broke up, I apparently went into the studio or into the um, the record company and demanded that I re-sing all the stuff like You Are My Window and all that stuff. Yeah, they said you basically put your voice over all the songs. Well, I did. They wanted me to. I didn't petition for that. Mm -hmm. They told me to do it. The record company. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So a lot (laughs) of the stuff on that is Todd singing Mm -hmm. those songs. On the one, that the Toddzilla one. Yeah. Okay. So but there's also two. Is it's also a multimedia CD. There's also two videos on there: the "Open My Eyes" video and um, the uh, "Not Wrong Long" video. So why did the studio want you to do that? I mean, I've heard that Todd had not really 
started singing that. Better voice than he had. Yeah. You know, I was the lead singer. They wanted the lead singer to do it. Mm -hmm. And apparently at that time, he really wasn't as developed a singer as he has become. No, he started singing like me. It worked worked for him. Mm -hmm. So back then, he really didn't sing the way he's singing now, I would take it. Or, you know, when he started doing it. No, you just listen to the record. You listen to the record. Todd is Todd. Todd is Todd. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. I never... So the, basically, this, the, what you're saying is that the rumor uh, it tries to portray there's it no, as you did no that. Validity. There's yeah. no validity to the fact uh, that I threatened yeah. to, to do anything. Right. But you did it, but you didn't do it because you were being, you know, spiteful I or didn't, vengeful. I didn't initiate it. Right. I got I you. did not initiate that. I had nothing to do with it. I was asked and told to do it mm-hmm. by our management. Yeah. So I did it. Well, did Todd back then, did he want to sing these songs, or was that just something? How, how did that so. come about? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, Todd was in another world then. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 sorry to say, but, um, you know, he was, um, you know, he was developing his style, and Laura Nero was a big, a big part of his life then, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was writing like her, and like, you are my window, and resolution, and take the hand, and. That type of stuff. It's all well and good. They're great songs, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Naz. It wasn't Naz, right? So, yeah. And I was disillusioned. Tom was disillusioned by it, and that's another cause. You know, I mean, I didn't sign off for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I signed off for rock and roll, and I want to, I want to play. Right. So, you weren't into the ballad thing. Well, sure, I was into ballads. I love singing ballads. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I didn't want to def- I didn't want the, the the band to be defined by it. Right. Yeah. And Todd went his own way, and you and I, I'm not sure. Uh, just what I've been told, I really don't have an opinion about it. I don't think I should really. But I've heard people say that that you know his solo stuff is a man stuff, and I think that's just because he wants to separate himself from uh, that period of his life. Well, I don't know if that would be hard to argue when he was doing the Open My Eyes at the New Car shows. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but everybody has their own opinion, you know? Yeah. I I don't want to judge anybody anymore. I I don't judge anybody. I don't think I really have judged anybody. Um, Yeah, and the the thing with Todd, it seems like it's not that he doesn't want to be Nasdaq. He doesn't want to be Todd from 1975 and 1985. He changes. Yeah, you go from... Uh, you know, soft ballad Todd to, you know, then to uh, uh, Watts, you know, type music, to Liars, to now he's going to do Arena Rock. I mean, he likes to mix it up. Uh-huh. That's, well, that's he does his thing. Yeah. You know? Everybody Me, does I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a still, I'm still a rocker. And, um, you know, Naz is... Going to keep on rocking. It's going to keep on rocking, like the, <laughs> and it's like the first record, yeah. and it's like Sick Man of Europe used to be, you know. And, yeah. Um, it's just, it's you know, like uh, I like to relate the uh, music business and, and musicians to athletes, you know, a lot of times. So I use some of the phrases, you know, we play smash mouth rock and roll. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Line up and smack People them in the mouth. go mile. to the back of the room. Yeah. I like I mean, it's not that we're too loud, but we're loud. We're a loud band. Yeah. I got a loud voice. I always have. 
Well, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I'm glad that you are back out and doing your thing, and we'll keep up with it on the MySpace, and we'll help spread the word, too, as well, when you all start getting some confirmed dates outside of the February the 21st in Sellersville, PA. Yes. So it's all good. All right, man, I'm thanks. Doing that thing, and I'm doing that thing February 15th. Uh, what's, um, what's that? With Mike from the One-Eyed Bison. Okay, now tell, yeah, tell me about that, because I don't think we've talked about that. That's playing. We're, we're doing a thing. It's at Barrington Coffee House. And that is where? Barrington, New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. All right. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, you know, it's the blue show. Just like what we do, you know. We get mm-hmm. together with him, and um, I just sit down, and we just sing some blues together and have some fun. It's like, and in reality, you know, he, he, um, he he's, his connections and my connections, you know, if it wasn't for MySpace and Mike, you know, this might not ever happen. Yeah. It's amazing the way you promote nowadays compared to probably the way it was in the past. But okay. this will be billed as the One-Eyed Bishops. And then will it say Naz with Stuky or just the One-Eyed Bishops? It'll just people? say the One-Eyed Bishops okay. and um, with the special guest. Okay, great. All right. New Jersey, February 15th, Barrington, Barrington Coffee House. New Jersey, Barrington Coffee House. Excellent. That's on the 15th. And then we're paying with Corky Lang, uh, Corky Lang Band uh, at uh, Sellersville uh, Theater in Sellersville, PA. Uh, the 21st of February. Excellent. All right, Stucky. Man, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you spending so much time with us. We'll do it again. I hope so, Doug. And uh, listen, anytime you want to do, you know, to um, finish up or redo this again, if you get any uh, requests uh, to do it again. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. I'd love to come on, and I'd love to come on and talk about the NAS, you know? Yeah, it's a great subject, and it's hard to cover it all in one show, especially with... You know, a lot of people, and that's what's fun about it, is people get to call in and say hello to you, and that's more important, really, than delving that's into the past. Fantastic. If they want to we'll know about the past, they can read about it. <laughs> we do like to talk about it, too, though. All right, calling, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, the guy calling from Nashville, right? How about The guy, the yeah. guy that used to used to live at Pine and Smedley. Yeah. Well, that was an apartment upstairs from a hoagie shop. <laughs> His apartment smelled like a Philadelphia Italian hoagie most mm. of the time. Be hungry all the time, either that or sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a guess. Yep. All right, Doug, thanks so much, man. And, hey, thank uh, you. Thanks for all your listeners, and I hope uh, they come out and see you. All right, great, man. We appreciate you. Yeah. All Love right, all bye. the fans. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that's Stooky with the Naz. You can find him on MySpace, obviously. We'll put all the links to all the sites he mentioned on RuggerRadio.com. If you're still with me, listening to this I'm show. I'm still with you. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Good deal. So all that will be up there. And then next week we will review Runt on Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Don't miss it. It's going to be a good one. And that's a wrap. We Peace, appreciate brother. you. All right, man, thanks. We'll finish out. We'll play, uh, let's close out one of your songs. What you want to want? Baby Godzilla, Berlin Things, or Hello, It's Crazy Me. Or this Baby one's for Godzilla. You. Baby Godzilla. Here we go one more time, everybody. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. Peace.